Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are glad to have you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, this podcast, the host is myself, Kurt Geyer. Doug Schmidt. Austin Chandler. The rest of the boys are out, some personal things, handling some family stuff. Uh, let's get to some business, some updates, some news. The Ohio Deer Classic, the Open Season Sportsman Expo, whatever you want to call it, that's in Columbus, Ohio. It was like the 19th, 20th, and 21st of March. That has been moved. So, well, it's the same place, but it's been postponed like August, what is it? July. July 30th through August yeah. 1st. Um, unfortunately, that does not work for the working class bow hunter schedule. So we are backing out of that move for the Ohio show. We have a lot of stuff going on in that time frame, uh, personal conflicts. And we're also getting ready to go on some hunts in like a couple of weeks. Um, you know, and that'll, that'll unfold. So sorry, Ohio. I will tell you, we are planning on doing an HHA site and stabilizer kit giveaway for each trade show. Uh, that includes Iowa, wisconsin and ohio we still plan on doing that giveaway and doing the exclusive ohio show merch and selling it on our store because we couldn't get there and we're really looking forward to getting out there and hanging out ohio's i mean i don't maybe it's a good thing we're missing ohio because they probably want to kill me right yeah, now we do appreciate you but we yeah we've been sending a lot of people to east. ohio <laughs> we're trying to stimulate your economy <laughs> yeah, we're trying to help you out so that's that update um we will be in Iowa, this should this might our this episode might have launched by the time Iowa happened. I'm not sure how it'll lay out, but we'll be there. Beer Can Alley, we'll be drinking beers. Uh, we're the Wisconsin show is in Wisconsin Dells now. We are staying there at the Kalahari right there. So, but we'll be out and about at the show. Um, come say hi. Um, you if you come to our booth, come talk to us. We'll tell you how you can enter the HHA giveaway. You got to yep. come to the booth though. That's the catch. You can't just like think you're going to grandfather your way in. Yeah, so, you said there's going to be like a stabilizer and a site giveaway with that. Yep, it's like a $600 value Nice. that we're giving away for each show. So we're going to pick a winner from each show. But you have to come to our booth. It's come not to, just anybody can win. You have to come to the booth. Yep, come to the booth, get signed up for it, and get your name in the hat. Yep, yep, for sure. 
Um, it's that easy. So that's the update. Uh, other updates. We have a new patch hat on the store. I'm trying to think what else we got going on right now that we're, we're, we're forgetting something. I don't know. Are we? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we're just that lame. We got nothing going on. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Uh, if you listen to the latest, well, one of the later episodes we did with Scott Bach, and he talks about the new stabilizer setups they have coming out. Of course, their sides, and of course, their drop away rests. Um, if you're wanting to get into something HHA, if you don't come to our booth and win one, you can use code WCB at HHA WCB15 at HHAsports.com. I've had enough beer yet; my brain's not like yeah. firing on all <laughs> take cylinders. A, take a drink. Um, I, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, I gotta open a new one. That's my problem. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Big Time, uh, BigTime.com. If you are live in a state where they allow supplemental feed, God bless you because you helped out your deer herd the last few weeks and it was brutal, brutal cold. Um, it's nice they're getting a break now. It's nice yeah, weather. It's warming up. Snow's looks, going away. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be nice the next couple weeks. We needed that though. We needed to be able to feed there for about two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. But you know, I mean, most late season plots are picked over by then. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine, my big-time plot still had a lot of food in it, but we got that layer of ice mm-hmm. and then all that snow on top of it, and they just quit using it. It was just too much for them to dig through, yeah. so that's where the supplemental feed really shines. What did you plant for your late-season big-time? Well, it was kind of split. I had last stand on one side and then buck brunch on the other. And, yeah, good combo. Yep. Um, check out Big Time, food plot seed, supplemental feed, code WCB2021. Save you some cash there. That's pretty awesome. Great people over at Big Time, too. Um, we got We should have some podcasts coming up with them. Um, sooner than later here. Also, Old Barn Taxidermy, one of my favorite places on planet Earth. Probably the coolest place in Iowa. Um, it's where you can't kill a deer. Is that make, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but we did. Oh, you can bring dead deer. I, think, I we, think Ross just made the visit over there today. He brought a, he brought his big two hundred and uh, and his first buck over there. So he brought both of them. This, oh, he did today. This year over and. He said they're rocking and rolling, man. He said it's crazy. They're just mountain whitetails like crazy over there right now. Well, I mean, they got the tannery, and they have the uh, deer processing. Yep. Um, we did pick a winner for the mount. Um, I was going to announce it today, but I'm going to wait. We have a video coming out um, on Old Barn that they're, he's going to post of me doing the drawing. Very cool. So there you go. one of you guys that listens to this podcast that killed a deer or killed whatever and went to go have a shoulder mount done – Basically, if you said, hey, I listen to WCB, they put your name in the hat, and then we picked a winner. So one of you guys that did that won a free mount for next season. So congratulations to you. We'll announce a winner here soon once it gets out on social. But Old Barn Taxidermy, man, they do everything. In my opinion, they're going to take over the whole taxidermy game. The, the people there are passionate about it. I mean, you talked to like Julian about taxidermy, and the dude's just like can't stop thinking about what else he's going to do or remount a deer or do this or try something new. It's it's pretty cool he's a true artist yeah and plus mm-hmm. sam man he's like the bear king when it comes to mountain bears so um also gator outdoors uh it's the outdoor lifestyle brand located in the midwest family owned and operated uh they kind of have their own little gator deal going on oh you'll see them next to us at the iowa show by the way uh they're doing a grizzly cooler giveaway i believe a big neon green sucker so be a good time if uh this airs after iowa congratulations you might have won a cooler yeah. <laughs> good for you but uh you know gator outdoors is a lifestyle brand but they're also um a dealer right now like you can get big time there you can get t and k hunting gear there you can get i mean if you're a river's edge tree stand guy you can get those through those guys um uh true timber camo they got it there gator outdoors and he just upped the code for you guys so for 25 percent off at gatoroutdoors.com is wcb25 so look at that he's just he's doing work he's like we need to give stuff away for cheaper like, <laughs> look, look at him 
Um, also, Elite Archery. Um, everything Elite Archer outdoor group brand, like Elite Archery, Slick Trick just had a new broadhead come out. Code WCB is universal across all those outdoor group uh, brands. So you can use the code WCB on a brand new Elite and have it shipped to a local dealer. So not only are you buying from Elite, you're saving money with the code, but you're shipping it to a dealer and you can support your local dealer by having everything set up and picking up your accessories and all that through the dealer. Doesn't get any better than that. So that's pretty cool. We'll do some, uh, we're going to do some video overviews on what bows we picked this year and why and, and breakdowns and all that stuff. Um, also rogue Ridge and the grind, um, rogue Ridge of course is the e-bikes. We just got a couple of them in today. We have, uh, the 750 that folds mm-hmm. and then the rigid frame 750 that we're planning on tearing up here. But, uh, the grind Turkey calls, man, these are diaphragm calls. Um, we got a bunch of them. I think we're going to do a giveaway. Eric has got a bunch of the diaphragm <laughs> calls and he doesn't give a shit about yeah. turkeys. So he's like, let's do a giveaway. So we'll have a bunch that we're going to give away. I mean, they get, Diaphragm calls is the game there, um, but check them out. The grind, they'll be, uh, we'll be tearing them up here at uh, Turkey Palooza. Oh yeah, it's probably the best thing when you're trying to draw a bow and and call on a bird. Yeah. Also, scent crusher, um, no code for scent crusher right now. I'll, I'll do some prying on that for you guys, but um, man, from the gear bag to the closets to all that stuff, it's scent crusher. Man, it's hard to go wrong. I, I I hate that people kind of like, man, ozone's ozone's bullshit. It's black magic. <laughs> Okay, Which yeah, crap. fine. Play the wind, but you can't, like, discredit scent control. Like, you have to do something. Yeah, when you look at the big picture, I mean, moisture is what causes the scent problems in our hunting clothes. Yeah. And it's an easy solution. I mean, you can either wash your clothes every other time you go out, like I do, and then they shrink up and you look like you're wearing a size small. Or they're all faded. And yeah. <laughs> My junkie camo, I did that with. So now that I've got some nice camo, be rocking this scent crusher stuff, and you have to wash it one time a season, and then you just keep running cycles. And also, if you listen to the previous episode where we talk about the whiskey wind, I don't know if you, you weren't on that one, Chandler. I but wasn't. We, oh, yeah, the whiskey wind. We, we named like um, like a iffy wind, like a quartering wind. It'd be a quartering wind, like a wind that works for the deer, but it works for you, but it's uh, kind of right on that edge. Yeah, we call that a whiskey wind. Because you take a shot, someone's getting fucked up. <laughs> so don't gamble on those whiskey wins. Scent Crusher, check them out. All right, that's the partners. That's the business side of things. Thanks for supporting them, and we appreciate them supporting us. And we appreciate you being here. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, you finally made it. Working class bow hunter podcast. Uh, you know we're all in here. Johnny Utah is back in the studio. Love to be here, man. What's up, favorite place to be in Illinois? Your sixth, sixth, sixth. Oh, sixth. time Getting up there. Yep, that's a lot of in studio shows. That is, man. Um, I wonder what the record is for in studio guests. Well, last time I was on, I think Casper had me beat by one. So did he? Are we tied? Got to be getting close. Well, in studio, one. you have to have more. Uh, but you all-time guests, I don't know. I'll have to count. He was just on one that launched to, well, the time where he... That cat's always one ahead of me. He's just... A, he's an animal, though. <laughs> just stays out there. It's like, God dang, Clint. Um, welcome back, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Always a blast hanging out with you guys. It's good to see you. It's yeah, good to see you. I know. I know. It's it's always better in person, too, right? Yeah. So much... Yeah. Yeah. It's I always agree. Better. And you get to film and make yeah, something out of film, it. You get to read... You know, like, as you guys know with the podcast, you guys have been doing them forever. Mm-hmm. Like, just... The chemistry that you get off the body language is way always different. so much better. Yeah. It's way different. Phone interview, they work. 
you know, especially like in like COVID yeah. or like remote podcast, but it's better. We're yeah. working on these uh, destination type pot, destination. We're working on that whole thing. Like people are going to be coming to us a lot more here right. soon. No, we, I, we got yeah. some stuff we're planning on. But uh, before we dive too deep, Doug has a veteran shout out that he wants to rip through. I do. Uh, this veteran shout out is brought to you by Operation HHA USA. Shout out to them. HHAUSA.org. Yep. And uh, edu. They're uh, United Service right. Members in Archery. And this veteran shout-out was submitted by Jeremy Scoff. And the veteran name is Chris Edwards from uh, Nebraska Trade Show. Chris Edwards, what's up, dude? Shout-out uh, to in you. in the Navy. It says, Chris served 20 years in the Navy and retired as Chief Master at Arms. He was very successful while running a canine drug dog in law enforcement. He served his later years in the Navy as a recruit in Nebraska. Chris loved his career and has been strong family values and constant time away from them led to his retirement. He now spends his time running several businesses such as Racks, Big Game Supplements, mm-hmm. Big Red Outdoors, and recently started the Nebraska Deer and Game Expo. Huh, we were just there. Look he, at also, that. he also serves as the president of the Big Game Conservation Association. Amongst all that, he lives and breathes hunting. He's become one of my best friends over the last few years and truly is a brother from another. Many hunt camps have Let's say many many hunkins have <laughs> came and will continue to be shared with him, and I just wanted to thank him once again for his service to this great country. Very cool. Thank you for that submission, and uh, thank you for your service, Chris. Thanks for your service, Chris. Good dude. I think thank he's going to come to the Iowa show as a plan. Oh, yes. So we'll get to hang out with him there. Awesome. I think awesome. so. I think he's going to try and make it out. Thanks, uh, man. Great dude. We enjoy the Nebraska show. Man, he's a man of many hats. He's got his fingers. I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know he did all that. It's crazy. Shout out to him. Thanks for your service, buddy, and thanks for submitting a veteran shout out. Pretty cool. Thank you, HHA USA, also. Um, cool. Johnny, what's up, dude? <laughs> it's like I want to ask you, like, what's new? But it, then it's like, what, what what's new first? Because you always got yeah. something going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, work more hours. Yeah, yeah. Just so, start with that or what? Yeah, because yeah. So I'm, I'm rocking, rocking a work more hours hoodie. My um, mic just got decked out with a work so more hours band. Yeah, yeah. Some silicone bands. That's uh, fitting for the mic. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, you know, the idea, and I had explained it before with the short film, Work More Hours, about my dad. Um, anybody that follows me closely, um, you know, I recently lost my dad back in December. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, man. Appreciate it. And um, so it was always one of those things, like, I kind of wanted to do something more with Work More Hours, mm-hmm. you know, uh, phrase. And it seemed kind of a fitting time to do it. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, what if I just did like an apparel line? Started doing some shirts and hoodies and hats and yeah. swag, stuff like that. And I had a lot of people that said, that's cool, but man, I don't know, work more hours, like being a workaholic, being away from your family. And I'm like, wait a second. When you people associate the term work with like a nine to five and going out and, and working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's it's work more in your relationship, work more in your faith. Work, or however you want to apply yeah, it. Yeah. Work more in the woods. You know, right. be a better work more hours to being a better steward, you know, in the in the timber. Yeah. Like um it can apply to everything in life. And the the underlying message that my dad was always trying to convey is nothing is free and you're gonna have to earn it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna have to work for it, so to speak. For sure. Um so um, yeah, getting ready to kick that brand off. Um, I've got, uh, got some swag out there floating around. Um, the website's the Bex rocking it. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the website's almost done. Um, the plan is to have it launched early next week and, um, yeah, we'll go full blown. So it's that. already up by the time this, uh, there you go. Launches. So yeah. go check it out. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. 
Very cool. Yeah, I like that, man. Because, yeah, like when you think about the 9 to 5, that's not very much fun to work more hours at. But, you know, when it comes to, like, applying it to the podcast, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm all in. You know what I mean? So hunting in general. That's how you apply it. Like, on the mic, and you gave us these badass stickers, I'm going to put one on the bottom of the computer monitor here. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't really get burnt out on this because I like it a lot. But at a certain point, you're like... Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You know, a little bit. You need a mental yeah. break every all, now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the idea. Like, with a good side hustle, as long as it's something you really love, you got to love really it. passionate about, then it's easy to work more hours. You 100%. Know I mean? Yeah. And, and go for it. So, yeah. That's that's true. Well, I like it where that applies. I love I love it, dude. The saying's cool. The saying's cool. It, it is catchy. Simple. I like that. Yeah. yeah simple. It's simple. Sure, and I like how you just like your, like your hoodie, or your, it's not a hoodie, it's a. It's a crew neck, which yeah, looks great, by the way. Dude, I'm bringing back the crew necks. I'm I all, got too much hair for a, for a hoodie all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for the crew necks, man. Yeah, Me yeah, too. Yeah. You got to yeah. get a good quality crew neck, though. Yeah, good quality crew yeah. neck is hard to beat. Right. Yeah. Or a yeah. good, like, you need one of them uh, windbreaker type jackets. They're, like, uh-huh. silky looking with oh, the yeah. stripes on the sleeves. Yeah. That's what we need right there. <laughs> there we go. But a pullover. Repping man. it up. <laughs> so work more hours. Man, we should talk about um, bourbon barrel calls because turkey yeah. season's right around the corner, man. Yeah, man. I tell you, you know, last year started that company November 3rd of 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of early order Christmas sales, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of get through the winter. And then things kind of kicked into the season. And the brand was still growing, which was actually probably a good thing because I was out chasing, you know, turkeys all over the country myself. Right. Um, but still had a phenomenal opening year. Probably sold somewhere around 550, 600 calls, you know, that first Hell yeah. four months of the business. And. For 2021, uh, closing in on 250 calls already in 2021. Um, Do you find more people? I know people use them, but do more people buy them for art? I'd say I'd say 60% use them, 40% just put them up in a man cave. Kind of cool either way, right? They look so good, you almost feel guilty scratching. I I, I, I scratch mine. I'm like, damn it! I wish I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) I was gonna do that. And then I was talking to Austin. He looked. He's like, I don't know if I'd scratch that one. I was like, I think I'm gonna keep as a collection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of something you get like a nice, like framed up, like yeah, it looks good, like at the bar. Yeah, yeah. So you got both markets. Yeah, right, right. And I mean, you know, the business side of me says, I don't care what you do. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yours. Yeah, right. It's yours. Right. Um, What? What? What's your sound good? What's your favorite to see? You like to see? Of course, you want to see people kill birds with it, but yeah. But Uh, I mean, is it kind of? It's kind of cool to like see it up in a man cave yeah yeah either way it's a it's a it to me it's like an it's an honor that if somebody has it as a keepsake and they want to keep it in a man cave yeah um and then it's also one of those cool things like if i participated in one percent of their success of killing a bird right and that's just as cool to me too yeah for sure yeah i guess either way it's completely fine i saw didn't someone do like uh for a wedding party yeah 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 actually wade borman Oh, it was oh, Wade. Yeah, yeah. Wade Wade did a, the the best man and the groomsman package. So, which idea. now that created the whole wedding collection that's on the website. That's cool. That is yeah. awesome. I'd be jacked up oh, if yeah. I got one of those. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. think about yeah. how many flasks I have. That. Oh yeah. Right. Or bottle Everybody openers. That. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I'm done <laughs> going mugs. and playing around to golf with the boys. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I really enjoy a flask as a gift. <laughs> I, got, I got enough flasks already. <laughs> yeah, I've got enough of those. Bourbon barrel flasks. Yeah. Just yeah. Keep refilling the whole bourbon. Yep. So it's a. No, we've actually got a partnership um, that we're kicking off. We're um, doing 110 calls, actually, for one particular gentleman in the state of Iowa. Can you say? Um, when's this, Aaron? Like a week, two weeks? Probably right after Iowa show, so two Go weeks. Go check out Knock On TV. Okay. Yeah. Old old Mr. Duds, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Snap. That's so a big that's, deal. That's been every night till three o'clock in the morning. How long does it take you to make one call? Um, Dep- if I, mean, I, have, I guess it probably if, depends, right? Yeah. I mean, if I have all the components there beginning to end and, and let's say I'm not waiting for like glue to dry and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I can do a call. Mm, let's say I can do 10 calls in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but when a volume order comes in like that in the month of February with a two week deadline, I was like, seriously, Dudley, like you're killing me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's John Dudley. So it's like, all right, dude, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes. Let's all make right. it happen. So very cool. Um, yeah. So that was, a, that was a cool collaborative project to work on with those guys. And, um, um, hopefully it leads to leads to more things down the road, you know? Yeah, of course. So we'll see. But I mean, we're, it forced me to actually do some different stuff. Um, I was battling a supply chain with my wooden boxes and I'll admit my wooden boxes. I'm, I was buying them from a U.S. manufacturer or supplier, but I'm sure they were probably coming from overseas. Yeah. And with COVID and shipping and just everything else that's going on and Chinese New Year and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was having supply issues. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to go to a new package. Mm-hmm. Um, let's think about this. But I got like a day to design it and figure it out. So yeah. we're switching over to a rusted tin box. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I think that people would actually keep the tin boxes pins right right change whatever you know Mm -hmm. um so i think it'll actually encourage people to keep it more and if it's got the logo on it then that just helps with branding for sure so it was design that and then now design a new logo to go on that tin because i really can't stencil it the way i used to so man i'm telling you it was like panic at the disco (laughs) for like two days i was like i was like i gotta get this figured out you know what i mean and then i'm sitting there looking at my watch and i'm like the deadline doesn't move just because I'm having problems. Right, you know? right. So, man, yeah, it's like supply issues with COVID. It just seems like it's crazy everywhere. You know, and I mean, the amount of phone calls, I, I, you guys might get it too, like on your swag. Dude, it's, I ordered it's a, a shirt a week ago. Where's it at? And I'm like, I don't work for UPS. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a problem. We had, we've been having packages get lost. Yeah. And then, uh, like, some of our hats have been back ordered. We can't get them in. Yeah. And just, like, I don't It's What the hell? It's a pain. And yeah. I keep telling people, I'm like, I don't work for the Postal Service. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Right. Well, that's what we, like, for these trade shows coming up, we ordered our stuff weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks ago because yeah. we want to make sure we have enough for, the, for these shows. Yep. So, I mean, what do you do? It sucks. It's hard on everybody, but yep. hopefully we get through it. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, you almost wonder, like, with the whole COVID thing, it did create more online sales. And then COVID and winter storm has created a problem with online sales. Yeah. So is, it, <laughs> right. is this the shift back to brick and mortar? They can just physically go pick it up and they don't have to wait to have it shipped to them or something? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It all depends. I don't know. I like online ordering is great, but yeah. sometimes I like to kick tires and feel things and oh, look yeah. at oh, them yeah. and buy yeah. them. But Overall, I'm ordering online for yeah. the most part. For the most part, yeah. I think yeah. I am too. Unless yeah. it's like a local biz that I'm like, and I know I'm I could order this on Amazon. Or if I go there, it's better for that. Yeah. You know, I'm all for that. I but. have like a 15% rule. I'll pay up 15% to support local. That's fair. But if it's more than that, I got to go online. Yeah. That's probably fair, right? Yeah. I, roughly. I hope. <laughs> People are like, he's a dick. I get 25%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Support Joe McGillicuddy, you know. Yeah, no So we got work more hours. We got bourbon barrel. I'm, try, I'm trying to catch everybody up to speed yeah. on all your stuff. 
I mean, rattle them through. We got Arrow Wild. We yeah. got Johnny Utah Creative. Yeah, and then that part mi- of the Am business. I missing a brand? Not no. That's okay. that's it for now. Okay. <laughs> I'm like now. shit. What else you got? Well, going that's on? what I told my wife. I said, "Hey, I'm going to kick off this Work More Hours brand," and she's like, "Oh, you should definitely do that in all your free time." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Nice. Like, Thanks. I'm like, know where she stands and all this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Johnny Utah Creative has actually taken off um, a lot more. I've um, kind of gotten into the world of catfishing. Catfishing? Yeah. Like you act like a woman online and then meet somebody. Yes, and like, I'm Johnny that, Utah. That is exactly <laughs> you just, what I you do. Just film it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> nice. in previous podcasts. I had talked about like go where the competition isn't right. Mm-hmm. So this is another one of those little case studies and, you know, practice what you preach. Right. Yeah. So hunting in the hunting industry can get a little crowded and space yes, it and is. get a little gobbled up. Yeah. yeah it's beyond crowded sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, catfishing community was a whole nother market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, there's just catfishing niche versus, yeah. Well, of course there is, right? That's how ignorant I am to it. Okay. Sorry, I'm cutting yeah. you off, but I'm kind of like... Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's like there's bass fishing, right. yeah, yeah. fishing, right. saltwater, you know, fly fishing. So mm-hmm. um, had an opportunity through some friends of mine. There's actually a nonprofit that I do a lot of work with, uh, a veteran nonprofit out in Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yep. Shout and, them out. Uh, yeah. Heroes Outdoor Therapy. Cool. It's a husband and wife deal. Um, good friends of mine. Yes, sir. And, um, so they, they introduced me to the catfishing thing. They mm-hmm. said, Hey, we'll pay you to come out here and photo film, you know, us on a boat fishing one weekend. And I had fun doing it. And then they introduced me to this tournament series called the cat masters and the cat masters <laughs> is huge. It's awesome. like the bass masters, you know, right. Yeah. I'm jacked up about this. Dude, I love I'm going to look yeah. this up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, cat fanta- masters. Yeah. So a, a guy, uh, a guy by the name of Brian St. Ama, he started down in Texas. He started this, this tournament and it was like a bet. A bunch of guys were sitting around drinking bourbon one night, and somebody bet him that he could not start a successful catfishing tournament series. <laughs> and he was like, I'll take that bet, you right. know. Next morning, he's like, oh, boy, you know. And so he dove into it, and some of their catfishing tournaments are paying 50 grand to first place. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, this I, isn't chump. This is, like, real shit. You know? I will back this fishing thing up. I watched on, like, Outdoor Sportsman's channel the other night. Um, I turned it on. I have a sling. Yeah. And a bass fishing tournament was on. And I – I like to fish when I'm like, oh, I'm fishing, but I just don't have the initiative to like go fishing. Like right. I fish with you one time, I'm an idiot when it comes to fishing. <laughs> but I'm like, this is so much fun. But yeah. I was watching this bass fishing tournament, and I'm like, I watched it. I was more into it than a hunting show. <laughs> I'm like, this is badass, yeah. and because it's a different market, I'm not used to. Every commercial's got some big bass fisherman's face, and he's like in his truck with his boat promoting a product. I'm like. Yeah. This it's almost worse, yeah, yep. than the hunting industry. Yeah, right. that's kind of what's cool about the catfishing side of it, though, because it's really not commercialized as not much yet. as the bass side. So right. you're kind not of yet. Hop, you're hopping <laughs> in at the right time. Yep, and that's kind of where I come into it. Is these guys are like, we want to be more professional with it. Yeah, we want we need to attract corporate sponsors and stuff like that. What's the best way to go about doing it? And what I have seen is a lot of their logos. You remember like the no fear logo? Yeah. A yeah. lot of their logos kind of have that no fear look to it. That, I'm like that nineties esque. Yeah. 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 I'm like, 90s right, we, need to, we need to modernize, yeah. you know, some of this. And um anyways, they like I said, they had the um the wherewithal, you know, that mm-hmm. they need to kind of grow this thing and, and promote it better. And uh so that's kind of where I came in and 
started doing photo video stuff for them. And then now some of their corporate sponsors are seeing what I'm doing from them. And then they're calling me. So now I'm doing work for their sponsors as well. No kidding. So it's just kind of spiraled and yeah, it's been, it's been cool. And then along the way I've learned that I actually like catfishing. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> I've awesome. never done it ever. Yeah. And I mean, I had just done it like farm pond in Kentucky. Right. right? Yeah. You caught like a three, four pounder and you were like score. Right. You know? right. And then uh, the it's first like a waiting I, game, so yeah, yeah. It's well, like bass where you just keep casting. It's, we would, a, good, we it's would a good cast, beer drinking sport. Yeah, we will. We would cast and just throw a big rock on the re, on the rod and reel, and I'd go <laughs> home, or I'd go jump on a tractor and I'd go mow a field. Then when I got done come that back. night, I'd come back with my flashlights and see if I had anything, you know, on some dough bait or whatever. But yeah. they were like, "Yeah, just cut up the skipjack and just chuck that fucker out there in the water." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> yeah." Very first time I cast, I didn't even have the rod back in the rod holder. Oh, dang. And all of a sudden, I see the eyelet, like, go into no the kidding. water. And I'm like, what am I supposed Oh, shit, I'm supposed to pull, you know. So I crank <laughs> on this thing, and I'm thinking, like, bass. You yeah. know? I'm like, oh, there's, like, there's something big on there. Uh-huh. So they all think I'm just fucking with them, you know? And I'm like, cranking, cranking, <laughs> cranking. And they're like, you're full of shit. Like, you're hung on a ledge or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or you're pretending it's a big fish. Yeah. And I'm like, when the veins pop out, like in my forehead, like it's not a little fish. Like <laughs> right, yeah. I'm struggling here, you know? <laughs> so I finally get this thing, you know, in, I'm looking at the line counter and it's like 375 or some shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy, it's going to take a while. So I get this thing in and it ends up being a 48 pound blue. Damn. And I'm like, oh no my kidding. God, that's a, like a river monster. That is a monster. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know shit about catfish. Dude, but, a 48 yep. pound cat is a freaking giant. No yeah. shit. Yeah, I've got a picture on my phone holding it up and. You know, I've got one hand in the mouth, and I've got one kind of under its belly, and I'm like this. I'm like, no you kidding. Know, like three o'clock in the morning, I'm just, you know, dude, that would jack. be that would be fun. Yeah, so that that catching little fish is not cool for me. Neither you know, killing, I'm not a huge fishing person. Anymore. Yeah, I was just saying, neither is killing small bucks. But I was a joke for yeah, but I time. kill a lot of those. <laughs> it's like we all lived that life at once. <laughs> well, but yeah, um, but man, I tell you, it's it's a lot of freaking fun. And then the guys' boat that we were on. Um, he's actually, uh, he has four purple hearts and, um, mm-hmm. this guy, Matt Mitchell, shit. he's a, he's a badass. four. Yeah. He's got four. God, yeah. He's a super cool guy. And I was like, Matt, I was like, what do you think about that? Beginner's luck. He's like, that ain't too shabby there, John, <laughs> buddy, you know, all low key about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's not too bad. And he's like, we're only about 10 feet away from my best anchor spot. I'm like, yeah. What, what was your best here? Did I beat it? And he goes, ah, you're about 50 pounds shy of my first best. A whole nother fish. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll sit down now. <laughs> I'll shut my mouth. Like, guys, can I sit over here? Yeah, <laughs> not, exactly. not bad for your first fish coming out. No, 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 not Jeez bad. Yeah. Is that a river you guys were in? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's where they get the biggest is rivers. Yeah, we were real close, uh, pretty close to like a dam, you know. Yeah. What about the Mississippi? Out. We're right on the Mississippi. Uh, like, we, we see big flatheads, but yeah. as far as blues go, I mean, I, we don't see we see them, but they're not. I've never right. seen a monster like a thirty pound blue. Yeah, uh, they I'm gotta sure, be out I'm there. I'm sure though, that they're right? out there. Like I've yeah. got commercial fishing buddies that are probably laughing at me right now, but like the big fish that I see are the big, you know, sixty, seventy pound flatheads. Uh-huh. The flatheads are the big ones. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. So I'll I mean, tell you a story. And I was a, I was young. I knew a guy that fished the river a lot. And he said that he had some diver buddies that would dive down on the Mississippi and said there'd be like old cars on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And he said there'd be catfish in those old cars as big as the as the roof. Sure. Now, I don't know if that's true. You always no. hear those tales. My, it's but, funny. My, my grandfather was actually a commercial fisherman. No kidding. Uh, he would never actually a commercial fisherman that didn't swim believe that. But <laughs> he uh, he would have buddies. 
he'd have buddies that would go down and dive. They'd have to go down and do work on the lock and dams, and they'd dive down there, and he'd say the same thing. There's catfish down there the size of guys swimming around. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's freaky. That is kind of yeah. scary. They swallow you. Yeah. It's, it's freaky. <laughs> what happens if one of them bites on your arm and pulls you down in? Oh, I, I got cut. Like, I had on gloves, um, but it still kind of ripped through the glove a little bit. Yeah. And I had a little. Have you ever done the noodle one thing? No. The other uh, Hannah. I was going to do that last summer. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be. Out I don't know if she that. like got busy or she like cool girl. She cool girl. Yeah, she <laughs> got, she she's mixing big. it up with Theo Vaughn. I know. I, I mean, thought she's out there with Theo Vaughn, and the next thing you know, she's not dating her country boy anymore. I don't know what's up with that. Oh no, easy. I don't easy. Know. All that. Jeez. Hey, I'm just saying. I see what I see. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's poor decisions, in my opinion. I don't know about yeah. noodling. Though. I don't know. Sticking my yeah, I'm not sticking down. my hand in it. Yeah. You got to think about what that'd feel like, man. That'd be intense. I want to do it one time just yeah. to say I've done it. I, I, would, yeah, I, would, I would do it once. Yeah. But. Well, and it caught like from talking to her and seeing like the scars on her arm. Like I know that they bite hard. Oh yeah, right. Know? It's is it more of a pressure bite? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they yeah. have these really hard lips with the, te- the little teeth on them, so it's uh-huh. like a real aggressive sandpaper. And when they clamp on, they don't let up. Yeah. Have you done it? Or you probably I, just I've known been, I've been bit, them. yeah, I've picked them up by the lips and got bit. So I could imagine what a yeah. 30 or 40 pounder would feel like biting yeah. on your arm. And, and I guess, like I said, I, I knew that it was going to bite down, um, but it still kind of caught me off guard. I didn't think that it would be that hard. Right. Yeah, they bite right. hard. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, it, bite, it bites hard. And they're slimy. So, you know yeah, what I mean? It's creepy. So, like, I grabbed onto one and then it bit and it, it you know, kind of kicked a little bit. And I'm trying to hold on to it and... Like I say, when I say slime, I'm talking like goo, like <laughs> snot slime. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, they're just covered in it. And of course, this thing like, you know, pops out of my hands and falls, and they're like, "Get a hold of the damn fish!" And I'm like, "Just a 48 pound loogie." Yeah, I'm like, "I'm just, sorry. I'm weird with like fish and birds. I'm just, I'm familiar with fish, you know. Like, yeah. I never, I never did it growing up. But anyway, I don't know. That's just me, unfamiliar with fish, unfamiliar with that whole deal but yeah i kind of am too but i mean that'd be fun to do yeah so yeah next um next month is your camera on here johnny i don't yeah. see it blinking okay um should be i don't see i was I, watching it blink I don't see it blink either that is the fanciest gopro yeah. i've ever seen in my life okay there it is now was it off yeah, it was oh yeah, nice save good call yeah um anyway i'm looking out for you man yeah so next month um i fly to pennsylvania mm-hmm and I'm shipping my rod and reels out there ahead of time. And uh, I'm going to fish two days on the Potomac, which is cool because you're fishing and then you've got DC monuments in the background, like catching fish, looking at the no Lincoln Memorial. Pretty cool. Yep. Um, so I'm going to do that for two America's days. Right there. And then I, I'm actually going to film that for uh, an Arrow Wild episode. Oh, yeah. It's not bow hunting you should though that's cool what's gonna be awesome yeah we need well. i would it's just an experience you know yeah a lot of and, people like to see like well and kind of behind the scenes or different type yeah. shit you know well, and that's kind of the way i'm gonna do it too like i'm i don't know shit about shit when it comes to cat you know catching catfish <laughs> yeah. and that's how i'm gonna do the episode mm-hmm. i'm out there with experienced people and they're gonna be you know kind of teaching me yeah and which um, i think is cool because as they're teaching you they're teaching people watching exactly i'll watch that one because i'm like i don't know anything about this yeah yeah um where and I know like the the typical way is be like, yeah, I mean I've been catfishing my whole life, you know. <laughs> right, right. This is the second time I've been on a boat. You should <laughs> you, know? you should do it as like a spoof, like you're like tell the camera, you know, I don't know shit, but yeah. then go in there like you're this expert and watch everybody <laughs> laugh at you, <laughs> just film it all. Like every time you set the hook, you act like a badass. Yeah, yeah this yeah. guy's an asshole. 
if I like birds nest something, I'll be like, yeah, cut that out. Yeah, that, that, that cut happen. the camera. Bring a big jar of stink bait. Just be flinging it everywhere. <laughs> just dumping the water. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm out of breathing. I heard that works good for catfish. <laughs> like a five gallon bucket of shit. <laughs> just an hassle. Yeah, so. that's cool, man. Way to dive into a, like a unknown but probably more untapped market. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, like I said, it's go where people aren't. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Uh, this is kind of for everybody, Johnny. Of course, you go first though. What's an untapped? What's the least untapped market in hunt, bow hunting or hunting? Who the least untapped? Well, we'll go big game. I'm going through the process of elimination. Like they're all kind of tapped. Like what point. is worn out? Like public land, public land scouting. Um, yeah, I'm tired are, of that. I'm tired of the public versus private conversation. Stupid. Yeah. Um, like we just well, it's time to move on. Tree stands. Yeah. Tired of that. Try. Let's, let's move on. Um, um, man, what is the least tapped? See, and that's just it. I, like I'm having a really hard time even thinking. That's the thing of something that's new. You know what I think would be if I had to pick yeah. and agree or disagree, and I might end up changing my mind as I start to talk about it. Like, but me trying to dig up something with that question. Mm-hmm. Would be like um, highly strategic strategies, like with wind for whitetails, because I think it takes you have to build up to the skill level to wrap your head around how those strategies actually work. One, you know, that's a good one. You know what I mean? So it's harder to tap into that because, yeah, you can talk about it, and there's guys like, well, yeah, into the wind, but it's like you don't really know until you've like learned your way into that. Yeah. So maybe that's not a great comparison it's like well, everest like yeah you could be up it but you don't know no until you get to the top and you've been there and like you die till you die you yeah. freeze <laughs> yeah well and no that's a good point too because a lot of that information is such high level it's over a lot of people's heads whether they that admit if it or you not. don't take course one to get to two you're not going to understand three mm-hmm. if you don't have three you sure as hell ain't understanding four that's exactly it so but that's me digging that's me digging for yeah, one of them well you know what but I mean? then the other part of that too is it's hard to explain that. Like, how do you explain wind? Like the way that you would have to do the photo in the video, you would almost have to use like smoke bombs. Yeah. And really film That's the wind idea. from yeah, like a drone. There's been guys do like whiteboard Man, stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's been guys that do like, if you have like yeah. a good graphics guy that does the whole digital thing where it's like, you need your, the guys that film. do that fucking uh, gold rush. You ever seen Gold Rush? Yeah, where they, they do, do like the, the illustration, do the animation, <laughs> the animation. Well, yeah. some shows do that. I can't, I can't tell you what one right off the top of my head, but I've seen it where it's got like a deer decoy standing there, and it's like the yeah. animation yeah. It shows your wind is like, like an overhead. Yeah, but even then, I don't, I don't know how that translates because a lot of yeah. people, it's over a lot of people's heads. But I don't know. That's me scraping the bottom of the barrel to think of something that's yeah, untapped and honey. Yeah. You'd have to do. It had to be something like outside of whitetails, like what Jim Shockey does, where it's like some weird. Kadurka Durkistan, where he's over there, like trying to kill some. Is that offensive? No, is no. it? It's just funny. <laughs> trying to kind of, but it's awesome. I was just like going, uh huh. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that country. Wait, I've never heard of that country. Yeah, that's where uh, they filmed Borat, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Kazakhstan. Like, some crazy Very like nice. horned animal or like right. some twenty pound, you know, fang deer or whatever. Yeah. But that I don't know. That's a stretch. It's all tapped pretty heavily. It is. It you know it's it's all been it's kind of sad we can't think of something that's not but that's also why marketing's challenging because it is it takes more thought it, it's what's going next and like I said maybe I took I kind of took the easy way and said let's just leave hunting for a little bit hey. let's just do something different yeah but that's not dumb 
No. I don't think. I mean, oh, no, not. it's not at all. There's too many people. I mean, here's the problem. I think with hunting, you had so many guys riding the trends. Whether or not, I, and maybe I'm wrong here. I hope I'm wrong, actually. Um, you have guys riding the trends of, I'll, I'll just use the public land hunting thing. Yeah. And from the ground, da, da, da. You got, got production guys and uh, marketing people hopping on those trends. Yeah. Even probably if they're not even interested in doing it. Yeah. But they just know it'll get them views. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like to me, I'm like, if I'm not don't find it interesting, I'm not going to do it. I don't care how many views or likes yeah. or listens it gets. I would well, be more like Johnny, really. Like, oh, that's cool, but like, what are people not doing? Right. Well, but, yeah, but yeah. you're learning yeah. while you're doing it too. Like, you're not yeah. just doing it because no one's there, but like, you're probably interested because you don't know anything about no, it. No, yeah, and you know, I don't know anything about it. Uh, I want to learn about it, and I literally want this to be 12 months a year. Yeah, I want to do something on the woods or water. 12 months a year. This mm-hmm. is what I do for a living. And, um, I had a, I had kind of a, a void in, in the season. And I thought, you know, everybody I know that hunts has fished before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's relatable to a yeah. big crowd. I mean, everybody's went catfishing, but not a lot of people are good at it or understand. Yeah. It. So well, I think sure. you're, I think you know what, you know what the least tap thing in hunting is? I just thought of it. The, the, it's tapped, but the least tap. Okay. Predator hunting. I've got that on my list. But am I am I right? Yeah, no. Probably no, you're right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, yeah, it's done. Um but I would agree that um It's definitely gaining popularity. Yeah. I think it's hard yeah. to film a mm-hmm. little bit, you know. Yeah. Especially self filming. Self filming, yeah, stuff like that. And hey, they're not called wily coyotes, you know, for nothing. <laughs> right. so, I mean, so. Yeah, and if you're doing it at night, I mean Exactly. How do, how, do you, how do you film that? How do you film that? The thermal game has really came on yeah. strong the last yeah. couple of years. Everybody's diving into these new thermal. I'm not setup. mad at it. Take your yeah. double barrel crossbows and yeah. go out yeah, there. Yeah, Kyle, do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Did <laughs> you hey, see hey. that uh, post that I guess like the last 48 hours caught a lot of traction? There was a video that some people put out, and it's about coyote hunting, mm-hmm. competition coyote hunting, and they presented the video from a, a negative stance oh yeah I oh really one. yeah that it's not you know it's not you're not predator hunting you're just championship stacking up coyotes for money mm, and like, i understand like an anti like, put yeah, it out yeah, yeah. anti did and i kind of under i mean don't get me wrong i understand it i i'm not gonna say i believe uh, <laughs> Well, you can to see, think the right way. To, that'd be a good way to appeal to a crowd of people that aren't hunters. Yeah, correct. Know? It yeah. looks yeah. bad on paper. It looks because yeah. there's like yeah. uh, like but the thumbnail the day, was how many it's like fifty dead coyotes stacked. Yeah. yeah, and and I get it. That looks bad, but if you can get past that and you say, well, look how many turkeys are now survived. Look how many yeah. horses. Exactly. Look how many fawns. Yeah. You well, know, what like, kills coyotes if we don't? Exactly. Well, then the next thing you see is that I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that video of the coyote killing that dog. Uh huh. Yeah. But, Jesus. You know what's messed up? Yeah. Uh, you see, always see like the coyotes killing dogs or, or cats or running off of the cat in its mouth mm-hmm. or like wolves coming up. Dude. They snatch people. Watching wolves. <laughs> dude, <laughs> right? yeah. Watching like a, like there's videos people put up surveillance of like a wolf killing like a golden retriever. Yeah. And it's like messed up as it is. It's kind of important that those videos are out there. Right. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, because it gets a lot of people that never thought about it going, oh my yep. God. That could be my dog. It could be my yeah. dog, but it's like right. if coyotes are up, running up, and, and whacking in your out backyard, dogs, yeah. in your backyard when they could be eating deer, it's like, well, maybe they should be managed. Everything's fair game. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, we talked to people from Wyoming say they'll, they'll knock out a whole cattle pasture and just eat the noses off them Isn't and keep going. Yeah, that's not killing for food. That's just no. killing to kill. Farm's killing to kill. Yeah. 
yeah, so I mean, I get why I get why that competition stuff looks bad on paper. Yeah, but yep. so um, I'm gonna fly to uh, to PA and do the catfishing deal. Take Cat all mix. my gear. Yeah, and then I'm going to then fly down to Florida, kick off Osceola turkey season with my oh, bow down there. Kick ass, and then um, then I'll fly back to Iowa just so I can get my truck. So I can drive back down to Alabama oh, <laughs> to photo film uh, the final Cat Masters tournament, the championship. This is where all the points are going to be added up, and this is where the grand champion gets awarded <laughs> money um, down there at, um, let's see, that is in Decatur, Alabama, mm-hmm. is where their final tournament is. But that one, I think that one, the classic, I think it pays, I think that one pays 50 grand. No kidding. Place. So you're yep. you're killing you're gonna go are you going for a slam again for birds? Yes, sir. You are again. Yeah. You get, you let, would, let it be heard, let it be noted. I'm gonna try to be a back to back Grand Slam champion. That would be cool. Going for the ship. So you weren't just like I'm cool with the first one. No, uh, I mean I was, and then I had one person tell me, like, "Damn, dude, you got lucky." Ah. <laughs> so you had to say, didn't you? You know who you are. Yeah. So you uh, had to go back. And I was I like, "All right, fuck it, I'll do it twice." Okay. I'll uh, try. With a bow? I'll try. Again with a bow? Yeah, again with a bow. That's, yeah. that's hardcore. I like that. Yeah. That's what I want to get into because turkey season's right around the corner. Yeah. I'm I'm getting more into turkeys. Like, the more I hang out with Doug and the Dude, Lord here and Ross, awesome. like, it was always kind of just a filler. Yeah. Well, it t- it perfectly sets in with a whitetail hunter schedule, so it's everything's coming back alive mm-hmm. and you're starting to feel like getting back outside again you and then sheds. you step out and you hear that gobbler in the background and you're like well shit i can chase that with my bow why wouldn't i do yeah. it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the nice thing about it and I'm, I'm getting the appeal is greater especially after decapping one. Oh yeah it's, oh, yeah. it's almost like yeah. it's a little it's a step uh, kind of like with the slam uh-huh. you know turkey hunting with a shotgun not always real difficult i mean it is sometimes it, it they're can stubborn be. It, it, can, can be. it definitely yeah. can be with a bow, it's really hard. Then you like decap, and you got to have them at like six yards, and it's got to be perfect. Right. But then it also is like adds another layer of frustration, but which, but which makes it sweeter when yeah. you're successful. Uh-huh. But I imagine that's a little bit of the allure to going for another slam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, last year a slam during COVID and avoiding Nebraska, um, not being able to you know go for a Miriam's or a, or a Rio out there. And again, if anybody goes to Nebraska and they shot their what they call a Rio and a Miriam out there, I'm not going to say it's not one. But I'll the, say, do you count hybrids? But the purists will say it's a hybrid. You know. Yeah. Um, so last year, Slam forced me to go to Texas for a Rio, and then the Black Hills for you know for the Miriams. I killed a Rio in Kansas. Does that yeah. count? You'd say no, huh? No. <laughs> Technically, it's Western Kansas. Oh, okay. Now, if it's like Western Kansas or like Southwestern Kansas. Then, has a hybrid, yeah, you though, can. Yeah, you can get it. They have, some... He said they they have no easterns, but they they're on. The, he showed he, they in their thing. They're like that's a hybrid. You'll know, and they show yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and and if he was up front like that, then and he said you killed a Rio, then I'm sure then you did. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I'll show the mounts right there. You'll, yeah, it's I I think it's a Rio. But I'll back there. to see. Yeah. What's that? Let me go back there. I do want to go back to Kansas and hunt. I'd like to get a Merriam. Yeah. Next. They're they're cool. They're, they they are super cool and um, just so much white and then yeah, you know, yeah I did actually so where I you know where I hunted at in uh, South Dakota 
Uh, I was out there with Wade. I crashed on a couch yeah. out there with uh, with Wade from Gator. You met up with the Buckstorm guys. Yeah, but I met briefly. up with the Buckstorm guys, and they actually were the ones that kind of pointed me to a to a spot yeah. and said, this is where they were two or three weeks ago. They're killers. You don't know if they are now, but, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. So um, I went out there and just parked it, you know, all day. But, yeah, called in a couple of birds. Yeah. Hey, so, I think you can do it again. I'm going to try. Like I said, it all kind of starts off with Florida. I mean, if I strike out on the Osceola, then it's kind of like game that's, over. That's what's rough <laughs> about a grand slam. Like, you just fuck up the first one. You're like, well, fuck. I, know. I mean, it's, it's gone. I you know. can't get it back. That's what's yeah, tough. Yeah, I mean, and to me, like, in all honesty, like, three out of four, that's useless to me. <laughs> yeah. It's either all or nothing. Well, I mean, you get a lot of free time if you don't kill one in Florida. I know. I'll be so bummed. <laughs> will you, you will you continue to hunt the rest if you don't get one? Oh before? yeah, you yeah. Will. I mean, I'll at least. That's still content. Yeah, I'll at least go back. Well, I've already bought my South Dakota tag, so, so you gotta go. Yeah, so I'll at least go back out there. Um, I'll do Florida last. Honestly, yeah, because yeah. they don't look any different than the Eastern, do they? Um, not really. Just smaller. Oh, they are a yeah. lot smaller. Yeah, a lot smaller. I mean, the one I shot last year was like nineteen and a half pounds and. If I would have put in the, to the hundred, you know, hundred bucks into the Calcutta pot, I would have taken home like five grand. I was gonna say that's like that doesn't sound like a small bird because my Rio was twenty four pounds. It's uh-huh. a good bird, and they said it was a yeah, really I mean, good a Rio. Nineteen and a half pound Osceola is a like an ostrich. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, like, hey, can you kill ostrich? Can you? Hum? They were like, uh, I can. Second place bird was like fourteen pounds or something. Wow, oh no, man. kidding! Yeah, that's oh, big difference. So you're gonna do it this yeah. year. Um, yeah, we'll try. Hey, you never know. Do, do, do I remember this right? It's been a long time since I looked into this. Don't uh, Osceola birds have really long spurs in relation? Rio. To, Typically, Rios will have some okay. really long spurs. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm kind of uneducated yeah. on the turkey thing. Miriam's will have oscillated some, the the Mexican I, turkeys. Oscillated, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Am I saying that right? They yep. have like daggers like that. Okay. Yeah, but they uh, have no beards. That's a Mexican bird. I want yeah. one of those mounted. Dude, have you ever seen one in person? They are pretty. It's like, they a, are, it's like a peacock. They are yeah, fucking almost. badass, yeah. man. I went to, uh, I had one, so I, I hadn't been on the long, I had, wasn't woke up to um, the old barn taxidermy deal, but I went to, at the time, went to, uh, God damn it, what's the name of the taxidermist? Pike County. Awesome guy. Turkey guy. Um, but he had a bunch mounted in there, and I was like, can I come back and look? And he's like, yeah, check them out. And he had, uh, like, a scenery of three of them mounted together. Oh, cool. Oh, dude, they're insane. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go to Mexico. Yeah. Just for that. Yeah. yeah. And the food. Yeah. But. Um, and the beer. <laughs> yeah, I and know the, the, the Miriams, like, typically because it's, like, kind of a mountain bird, they'll have shorter beards and shorter spurs because they're rubbing them on all that mm-hmm. rock and you right. know, stuff like oh, that. interesting. Yep. Because I think my Miriams only had, like... I was like, oh, man, it's got to get, get, get eight and three-quarter inch beard. I'm like, what a chump. And then the Buckstorm guys were like, dude, you kill a hammer. Yeah, yeah. You know? hmm. So. It, yeah, did, did Travis, was he the turkey guy or Jeremy? I think Jeremy cares a lot less about birds. Yeah, I think Travis is more into them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all killers, but Travis yeah. is, uh, well, just Jeremy's so short, he can't, like, he can't hear as well because he's not up as high. Yeah. I'm only saying he that because I know he's bl- he, he can't sit in a blind. He can't, <laughs> he can't sit in a blind because he can't see through the he's window. Stand up. Right. That's an advantage if he can stand up in there. Oh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. It's a little dunker, huh? Yeah, that would be awesome. No, they're they're great, dude. Shout out to Buckstorm. Check them out. Yeah. Buckstorm on YouTube. Yeah, super super nice guys, man. Some of the best people, man. I'm trying to get them to do like the Iowa show or some of these other shows out in yeah, the Midwest. Yeah. I'm like, it'd be good for you guys. Yeah. But 
Wow, man, Travis got a hell of a trophy room. Yeah, he sent a Snapchat around, man, and like big wow. muleys, big white tails. Uh-huh. He's got a monster antelope. Yeah, yeah. that thing goat, is insane. The goat was impressive. He's got a big mountain lion, elk sheds. He's got all kinds of cool uh-huh. shit. Pretty cool, right? South Dakota's a spot, I think, man. It is as a resident. As a resident, resident yeah, yeah, yeah. As a non-resident. I, I think they can only draw like an elk tag like every seven years. Yeah, and, yeah. even as a resident, they're not guaranteed an elk tag. But hey, you, you got opportunity to get elk. Yep. I mean, it, when you draw, you know, it kind of right. sucks. But yep. as long as you can come to terms with that. But you're not that far from Colorado. No. You're not that far from Wyoming. You can get shit done. That's yeah. what's cool about South Dakota. But yep. So if I ever leave Illinois and go west, South Dakota. So, is there may be a spot, destination spot. It might be. Yeah, set up homestead out there. Yeah, I might just uh, claim that like. Point oh three Cherokee yeah. or whatever the fuck Indian I got. In <laughs> you got some Indian, I can, yeah. I can tell. Yeah, I got I got high cheekbones. Yeah, it's the blue <laughs> eyes say, that gave blue, it away. So they say about me. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I've been told. It's the blue eyes and the blonde hair that really guys got high yeah. cheekbones. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, the Couldn't German. Tell if it was German or Indian. It's one of the two. Yep, it happens a lot. They yeah. call me. <laughs> never mind. What do they call Ace Ventura when he goes over there? The White Devil. The White, <laughs> white Devil. White Devil. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Well, Throw after, me a spear. Uh, after Florida, though, um, then, like I said, South Dakota, and then I'm going to do another trip down with uh, Old Ward, Musket mm-hmm. Musket Powder Ward. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, go yeah, down yeah. To his ranch in Texas and try to do my Rio there, and then I'm going to spend a little extra time down there and do some coyote hog hunting. Oh, um, hell yeah! There you go. Partnered up, a uh, new partnership for me this year is with Red Arrow Weapons. Kip Campbell. I saw that. Congrats. Thanks. Thank you. So, um, you know, and. I, it's it's so weird. I spent a lot of time like contemplating it because I'm like, well, I'm a bow hunter, and if I start doing a little gun hunting, are people gonna, you know what I mean? Like, hey, but I think if it's like predators or hogs, yeah. nobody gives a shit, right? And I was like, wait a second, I'm a retired cop. Like, I don't have anything against guns. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? Like, yeah. it's just your the platform. Yeah, thing. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, uh, anyways, that was cool to kind of kick that off with them, and, yeah. and I've looked up to Kip for years. Um, awesome dude, we just so had him on the podcast. Not some wicked looking weapons there too. Yeah, yeah, for he's sure. Got, he's got some real nice stuff. Which one? Uh, which red arrow weapon? Is that the way to say it? Red yeah. arrow weapon? Yeah, are you gonna? Re- yeah, red arrow weapons. Um, so right now I have a a two twenty three, you know, sixteen and a half inch barrel. Yeah. Um, it actually is a new two twenty three that they haven't released yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're getting ready to release. So like the other day on Instagram I did like a super tight shot just kind of, you know, of the receiver, lower receiver. Yeah. And um then I have a three hundred blackout that's coming, um, that I'm waiting. That's a ten and a half inch barrel on Oh it. nice. Yep. So technically a pistol. Yeah, yeah. I had to do uh, some research on that one. I'd never heard. I'm not into guns that much, so uh-huh. I, I hadn't heard of that round. Had to look it up. It's pretty, pretty cool gun. Yeah, I mean, with a little bit of work, guys are getting some good distance out of it. But um, for me, that's going to be like, uh, you know, put a can on it and probably be a truck gun. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So. I should. I want to buy one of those things, man. I'm not. I have a couple ARs. I have a couple of pistols. In I don't. Actually, I don't own a shotgun right now but I'd, I'd like to buy one if, next one i buy it'll be a red arrow or like a yeah, rock i think so too so yeah. it'd be nice to have yeah yeah for sure i well, mean and when i got you know when i got out of policing it's weird how i associated a gun with the job and i wanted out of the job so bad i was done with it i didn't even carry a gun you know anymore really yeah i didn't even have one in my truck i just 
you know what I mean? I was like, I don't want, I don't even want handguns or guns around just went me away whatsoever. From it. Yeah, just even went no away. worry from like stuff you did on the job or something like somebody coming Man, at you. Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati compared to Iowa, I had no worries. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Drive out here. Yeah. I'm like, I went from Compton to Mayberry. Right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, but now that I've been out of it five years, I'm like, you know what? I actually do like guns, and I do like handguns. I've never been like a tackleberry kind of guy where I had yeah. like a million guns. Um, but I, I like guns. Yeah. So I've been starting to slowly, but surely, um, pick up, you know, a few more. Yeah. I think I will too. You know, it's a, it's I want it's a good time to do it too. It's a good time to do yeah. it. Um, and I don't know what, I'm sure they're backed up just like every other gun manufacturer. But. Yeah. I mean, even myself, like doing the marketing stuff, you know, with, with Kip and them and cat, um, I'm probably still going to be waiting 10, 12, 16 weeks. Yeah. For yeah. That 300 blackout to show up. So you need, if you're going to buy one through red arrow, hop yeah, on do it now. Um, you know, in us manufacturer, um, that's cool. He got into that. That's kind of it's neat. Yeah, it's something like I didn't see coming, but I've seen pictures of the. I don't, well, uh-huh. actually, I, don't, I might have seen one in person at Chase's at Rub Line. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, did. yeah. You probably did. But from what I've seen online and stuff, they're badass. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. They're nice guns. Dude, I kind of just want to flex on people I know. Like, Remember that badass <laughs> one? Like you put a pistol in the stock, and it was like a. No, I don't think who, so. Who shot it? Oh yeah, that was that wasn't a red arrow though. Oh, it wasn't. I don't Sorry. think so. Maybe it was. It's badass, though. I know that. <laughs> no, I thought that was some. Uh, maybe it was a red arrow. I, I'm I'm done talking because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, they're but, uh, they're good. Um, and and just good people. You know, I met Kip and Cat back through my Wicked days. Mm-hmm. Wicked Tree Gear sponsored Red Arrow TV oh, for oh, several yeah, no years. Kidding. Um, so I got to know him really well then. And, you know, Kip's dad uh, was a police officer. Oh, so no, him he... and I have kind of always kind of, you know, connected on that. And, yeah. And like I said, man. The dude keeps his nose clean. You don't ever hear anything negative about him. He's funny. He's funny. Yeah. I mean, he's easy to talk to. He was yeah. cool as hell on the podcast, man. That was a show we worked on for a while and just schedule conflicts and stuff. Oh, and he's, yeah. To he pin him down, that's tough. He opened up like all about his, um, like Lyme disease stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I never told anybody about this. And here I am telling him on a podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That thanks. was a you rough know? deal. He, it got him, it hit him, hit him pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, but that's cool, man. I mean, he's yeah. it's something he's bounced back, and he yeah. loves the outdoor industry. Yeah, and the, you never hear anything negative about him. No, no, no. You don't hear anything anything bad. And like I said, he's kept his nose clean. He's always a super nice guy. And um, we actually kind of started talking about doing something together about a year ago, mm-hmm. and it kind of went cold for a little while. Then it kind of we brought it up again. Then it went cold for a little while. It's kind of how like long term relationships work. I don't yeah. know. It just seems that way, like, when it dances like that. Well, think about any one-night stand if it turned into a relationship. <laughs> right. That's a good point. You know, hey. Boy. Oh, boy. Solid yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Well, it's, that's what it is, right? Right. You kind of see each other a little bit. Yeah, court each other a little bit. Get to know each other a little, little bit. Do a little dance. Do a little dance. Come back. Oh, you're still here. You're still here. Good yeah. to see you again. How you How been? You been? How you been? How's your, how's your yeah. mom? Yeah, Tell exactly. the family said hi. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's one of them. Unlike Doug over here, he's just duck guy Doug. Yeah. yeah. Just, just get them in, get them out, do move. what you do. You got to move around. Yeah, <laughs> move around, <laughs> move around. Get mixy with them one nighties. Down a buck over here. Hey, <laughs> checking out new spots. <laughs> just sniffing out rub lines. <laughs> Mobile. You know how I roll, ladies. <laughs> Mobile. But that's yeah, funny. So well, that's, congrats uh, on that partnership. That's yeah, that's so kick that, ass. that one's cool. And um, 
and even you know like kicking off the Grand Slam um, new partnership with uh, Hoyt Archery. No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. you posted something, but I haven't talked to you about I know, this. I know what's up with that. So like, yeah. you you, you kind of tried some bows and stuff like that. And, yeah, and whatever. yeah. I mean, I was I, you know I shot uh, shot prime bows for the last five years, and and man, I'm loyal. Like when mm-hmm. I'm loyal, I'm loyal, and I'm loyal to a fault. And I didn't even shoot any loyal bows, to a fault um, for a couple of years. And uh, I just thought, man, I'm I'm in here. Whatever they do, they're they're doing. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I got to I wanted to shoot some other bows. And you know, I, as I've said before, it's it's people first, product second. Yeah. Uh, but they both have to be fucking awesome. Yeah. I say yep. very and fair. So which is hard to do. It is. It is. Um, and it got to the point where I just thought it was time for a change, mm-hmm. and and I wanted to change things up. I started looking at all the different brands. The first thing I did is I shot all the bows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to have a baseline. And I liked the Elites. Um, I liked the PSEs. I, I liked the Hoyts. Um, I liked the Botex. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Matthews. I mean, there's a lot of bows I really liked. And those five, were that was my top five. Mm-hmm. And some of them were almost splitting hairs, the difference. Yeah, yeah like, geez, definitely. I'm like, you, you, you're nitpicking. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I was like... I would have to shoot these all in sequential order to really tell you what I do and don't like, you know? Yeah. Or you had to shoot them for a long time. Exactly. And then be like, if, yep, this is what I don't like. Yep. Yeah. Really nitpick them. Cause I know after like three months of shooting it, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, oh yeah. Yeah. You start sure. to pick up something else, you yep. know? Um, but then I start looking at like the marketing side of things and like what brands did I feel like I aligned with, mm-hmm. you know, my brand fit, fit well with. Mm-hmm. And and Hoyt, for me, was the one that kind of stood out. And um, so anyways, I talked to the, the folks at Bowtech a little bit. And like I said, then kind of talked to the people at Hoyt a little bit. And once we sat down and got on the phone and started having a conversation, it was just natural. Like, I wasn't selling them. They weren't selling me. Um, and then they made the, the, the guys that I talked to over there, they made one of the coolest comments. After we talked about year one, they were like, yeah, this just isn't going to work. And I'm like, well, like, shit. Like, I thought this was good. Like, (laughs) I thought you were digging me. I was digging you, (laughs) you know. And then they were like, "Uh, we're going to need a multi-year deal. And I was like, my dog. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's the best thing you could have said, right? Right, right. So that was good to lock that up, um, you know, for a couple years. So, yeah, that was was another change. And then um, I want to point out Bedford Cameras. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working with Bedford for a while, and that was another new one that came on board, kind of stepped up a little bit. So any of you guys that are listening that want to get into filming your mm-hmm. hunts, self-filming, um, GoPros, DSLRs, camcorders, drones, whatever, uh, you can jump over to Bedford Cameras and use the code Johnny Utah. No spaces. Mm-hmm. It'll take 5% off your order. It's like a, re- a retailer? Yep, yep. No yep. kidding. They're, they have, I want to say they have seven brick-and-mortar locations and an online store. Oh, no shit. As well. um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, they're kind of all over the place. No awesome. Kidding. That's yep. a good partnership for you, especially being in it's, the film and photography yeah, game. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that knows anything about electronics knows that there is no markup in electronics. Yeah, right. So 5% is like a typical 25% off for you know, sure. Normal shit. It's right? kind of like you go buy a Mac computer, no matter where you go, it's the same price. Type exactly. Thing. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so that, no, the folks at Bedford camera are cool. If you call them and you say, Hey, I heard about you from arrow wild TV or, or John Mulligan, Johnny Utah, listen and, to podcast number or whatever from working <laughs> class with Johnny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, Hey, here's the deal. Like, um, this is what I want to do. 
they're super nice people. They'll coach you into what camera you need for what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't try to upsell you. They just get oh, you, you don't into want that. Good, you want this. Yeah, they get <laughs> right. you into a good piece that's going to work for you. And like I said, mention mention you know Johnny Utah. They'll take off five percent. But it's pretty cool. So they they came on board, and you know for them it, it's good because on Johnny Utah side of things, the Arrow Wild side of things, and the Johnny Utah Creative side of things. Yeah, you know, I use their use their camera equipment on all three of those brands for sure. Yep. Kick ass, man! What a yeah. way to start off twenty twenty one. Yeah, like I said, bringing on bringing on some new people, and that's um, awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm not it's not not hateful at all. It's yeah. always good to grow. Yeah, I mean you have to. <laughs> it's cool to like expand your network and meet yeah. people, man. Like, um, I talked to a guy today. I talked to him on the phone for a while. A guy I watched growing up, just in and out of like some of the real true videos. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'll shout him out, Philip Culpepper. Yeah, yeah, awesome dude, man. I never talked to him in my life. Talked to him on the phone for like an hour today, just bullshitting with him, you know, <laughs> just cool. talking. And then I got to thinking, like, man, that's my, you know, podcasting's fun, but like what we do is networking, and yeah, that's why it's so much fun. And that's probably why it has a for me. And I don't know if, if you guys, you know, Austin and Doug, you guys are newer to the podcast game than I am, but it's like the network side of things just keeps it refreshing because I enjoy, yeah talking to like like-minded people yeah so, just meeting new people and talking to them yeah but it's all like good people for the most part in the hunting industry and i don't know i'm sure if i was in whatever other industry in hunting maybe maybe it'd be the same or you know because you have the same interest but, yeah um but, i mean that's my favorite part so you get to expand i just use that as an example i could just got to like virtually meet him you know yeah but a different company and they're good people and you can work together. It makes it more fun. It brings something new. It's more refreshing. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's cool that people like see an opportunity in you. And then likewise, you know, well, I mean, like we talked about with saturated markets, if there's 5 million people that are all doing the same shit and I'm going to come hang out with you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, even though there's other podcasts out there, but I know you guys, yeah, it's, so it's, yeah, it's beneficial for everybody. I have a relationship with you guys. I've hung out with you guys outside of business, and I didn't want to hurt you or kill you. I'm like, <laughs> right. I can't wait to hang out with them again. Those are cool dudes. Right. You know what I mean? See, so that, that's what it's, that's what's awesome. That's the networking side of things. And yeah, and in in, in in you know like the photography game, I've met people that are like, well, how come this photo was better than that guy's photo, but that guy's got more likes to it? Sometimes it is the name attached to the bottom of the photo. Yeah. You know, or who you sure. tag or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sometimes that's what it comes down to. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't even know if you call that deep. I don't know if that's deep level. That, that was like, it's all marketing to a point, but it's, it's more, I mean, networking is kind of in that, but, yeah. um, I don't know. It, it's interesting, man, but it is fun. Just like yeah. getting to mix it up with everyone because through podcasts, we know people from every angle of the industry yeah yeah you know that we've had converse like real conversations well, with. how far are you guys over 400 we're in the mid 430s yeah, yeah. something like that I, I knew it was over over four a little bit and yeah so yeah i mean you guys are you guys are networking with a lot of people yeah that's like minimum hour conversations for the most part right. you know yeah um and, and i i like to think we do a more i mean there's a there's an agenda like yeah. we're asking you questions and shit that sure. m- might not be in the exact way We'd ask them if we weren't recording, but yeah. it's still genuine conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know any shit about, I didn't know there was a catfishing in the beginning of this. <laughs> catmaster, motherfucker. And, and before this, I wasn't like, tell me about, let's talk about the catmaster. Right, right. You know, we have bullet points we want to hit, but yeah, that's real conversation. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, that'd about, be fun to enter. 
Yeah. <laughs> just me and her cold. How many, people, how many people go to it? Two, 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 two a team? Um, so you can have up to three guys on a boat. Cat masters. Yeah. Yep, and then um, we should do it. We should get wanna, a working class cat master. I want to say it's like maybe <laughs> anywhere from five hundred to a thousand <laughs> to enter. How much? Like five hundred to a thousand. Like, oh, really? For a boat. Working class got that right. We can, we can get this. Yeah, hey, we got an old Dude, John they, boat. And just get the shittiest <laughs> little John boat. I got, a, I got a real piece of shit we can bring down there. <laughs> Dude, and it's like the PGA. Like they pay down. Like oh, really? when I saw like one tournament, you know, they're Killing paying the like checks. 50 grand and I was like, oh, that's 50 grand to first. Like what second, two grand. And they're like, oh no. Like even 10th place got a thousand, you know, a thousand. No grand. kidding. I'm like, are you shitting me? I want to get entered into that's this. That's awesome. Yeah. Like what you if got a one class- in five chance of getting in the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. What if we go down there with the shit working class of Jonbo and just spank everybody? <laughs> it's happened. People are just hauling past. <laughs> yeah. so like a lucky along. punch type. Yeah. yeah we just got to get lucky one time. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get big fish. A hundred pounds. A lot of those tournaments so- will pay like. Two grand for like just big whoever fit, catches yeah, the big fish. fish. Yep. Yeah, but my dumb ass to be out there with a Mickey Mouse fishing rod trying to catch snapping rods. <laughs> we're, we're just going to watch whatever Johnny does and then we're going to go do that. We're going to go chum the water. It takes some good photos. I'm going to be on Instagram doing this pinch and zoom shit, seeing what people are using. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's super cool. So as soon as I said that I was like, I'm going to do a, a catfishing episode, I reached out to a couple of the companies that I've gotten to know through the catfishing tournaments and I was like, look, I'm going to do a catfishing episode you guys want any action on this hell yeah yeah so i actually picked up a couple of sponsors product sponsors and some monetary sponsors yeah, yeah. for the episode i'm not Smart. making any money but i mean it's i'm covering my you got my your gear and my gear my fuel yeah. and that kind of stuff and um they're gonna get promotion and again they're getting my audience is getting pitched catfishing which they've never been pitched before yeah. so it's like think of every time you saw i'm gonna watch a lime shit about green it. truck yeah. You remember that shit the next day because you've never seen it before. Dude, mm-hmm. you got me sold in catfishing right now. Like, Let's go catfishing. I'm, I'm Let's go catfishing. Yeah, I live caught. right on the Mississippi. I got a spot. Let's yeah. go. We should go. I want to do that. When's That's the best fun. time to go catfishing right now? Like this night, right? Not for blues now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay. just, this is all good time. Yeah. Hey, I mean, oh, I, you know what's September funny? September to now. I know a guy. We should all get together here. Um my, so I work with him. He's friends with the Johnsons. I consider him a work buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeremy Ailes. He just bought a cabin right on the river. You know him? I know the name. Kind yeah. of a wild, wild fucker. But yep. he's got a cat. He's a river rat. He, he's got. He wants. He's been wanting to take us out on his boat, bowfish. And he's got this big, long, like boat with lights and shit on it. Cool. But he's got a cabin right on the river. We can go down there and go catfishing. There we go. Is there a van too? I'm sure he's got a van. <laughs> he's he's the type of dude to have a van. Some moonshine too. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, dude. Anyway, I don't know where, where we got off on that tangent, but back to catfishing. See, that's you got us interested yeah. in catfishing. Well, so how all of this actually started is with Sea Arc boats. Mm-hmm. Sea Arc is a they make all aluminum boats, and they are to catfishing like what Ranger is to bass. Okay, and um, I understand that analogy. I ended up going down to uh, Florida, like Florida area, last year and shot all of their. 2021 catalog photos mm-hmm. their new boats no kidding so that's kind of what kicked all this into into motion mm-hmm. and then of course the cat masters tournament director was like oh you're the same photographer that did the sea arc boats well you do know that sea arc is our main primary corporate sponsor of our tournament 
Perfect. Networking. You know what I Networking, mean? That's yep. I, I, I had a handshake there before I even met the guy. Right. hundred so, percent. So of course I played that card, you know. Yep. <laughs> well you, uh, you got to. Yeah. So That's, it's, oh, it's me? Been good. No, I, oh me, yeah. yeah. Oh that yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah. The boats? Yeah. So um anyways. So that was kind of what, what got that thing going and, and again, it's a, it's a, another little side hustle outside mm-hmm. of outside of hunting, go where people aren't, you know? Yeah. Take notes, people. I like, like that. Quit trying to quit trying to like do and work with the same damn already companies that everybody else is that's trending. Yeah, this is like, a blue collar class podcast. Yeah, like pave your own <laughs> damn way. I'm, damn. Like I, you know, I feel bad for Sam Soholt because I mean, I'd be thinking there's going to be somebody that's going to go get a damn school bus and they're going to paint it up and they're going to be like innovation, public land school bus. Think about whitetail adrenaline. Yeah. They've yep. been doing it forever, the public land thing. Now uh-huh. everyone's like, public land, who are you guys? Exactly. They're like, Jared Shuffler's like, hey, we're the godfathers my of this. Ass. Yeah, yeah, I own all of you. They're in ta- this. Yeah, they're talking yeah. like, Jared, like, you ever heard of the hunting public? He's like, motherfucker, like, I've been yeah. doing this forever. Which they get along, by the way, which sure. is cool. Yeah. You can't flex on that guy. No, you can't no, flex on Jared. No, Jared's a beast. Even yeah. if he wears a fedora for his party hat, I still respect him. <laughs> That's yeah. why you can't flex on him. You can't. Yeah. You can tell that guy. Yeah, that guy <laughs> shamelessly <laughs> wears it. Yeah. I love it, he's dude. A, he's a beast. And, you know, like Chancy. You know, oh, Chancey showed up at my house a couple years ago and stayed with me and the wife for like three days. No shit. <laughs> just showed hung up. out. Yeah, just hung out for like three days. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just a rambling man, dude. That guy's he's, a he's legend a in his own right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the funniest humans. Like, he left, and I looked at my wife, and I was like, my ribs hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. My cheeks and my ribs are hurting from laughing Biggest so personality in the game. If he had his own YouTube channel, he'd 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 like he he'd needs dominate to. it. I would be. He does it all too. He fishes everything. Fishes, I would probably huh? give him free promotion on the podcast yeah. if he had his own YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's genuine. Him, you know, he's like, we're going to get out there on the dance floor. We're going to get up, get up in the jungle. <laughs> I've yeah. been on this dance floor before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is start so, peacocking around. Yeah, he is so funny. Bunch his, of herd bowls. His conversational skills with people are so on point. Like. I don't. It's like the little things he does that I pick up. I'm like, man, I wish I was more outgoing yeah. because of yep. like talking to him. Like, if I don't know Doug and I'm talking to him, he'll like hit you on your shoulder while you're laughing, and then like make you feel more a part yeah, of yeah. like yeah. like he's oh, good yeah. at that type of stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. So true story about Chancey. Him and I are on the phone one day, and he's like, "Hey, I'm pulling into a gas station. I'll call you back when I get done." Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, I don't hold my breath and hold people to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like three or four days had gone by and I'm like, I haven't heard from that fucker, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm on Instagram scrolling, swiping, whatever. And I see this joker is down in Arkansas and he's duck hunting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a second. He was, okay, whatever. A week goes by. He calls me. He's like, man, I forgot to call you back. He's like, (laughs) I was pumping gas the other day. And this, uh, these old boys showed up next to me. And they look like some good old boys with some marsh camo on. And I mm-hmm. said, what are y'all doing? Well, we're heading to the airport. We're getting ready to fly down to Stuttgart, and we're going to go do some do some duck hunting. And next thing you know, they invite me to go get on their private jet with them. And I'm down in Arkansas duck hunting with these guys I just met <laughs> pumping gas. No <laughs> shit. Like, shit. the dude's rambling, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's wild. You that know is I mean? rambling, like, man. And yeah. I was like, who does that? Who meets somebody at the gas station and gets on a private jet? 
and they're traveling all over. I think that's, that's why amazing. He, that's why he gets along with Carrie Owens so well. We heard him talk about Carrie Owens. Carrie's a friend of mine from back home, and he's the same way. Like he lives in Alaska uh-huh. and does his fishing thing up there, and then he'll come back here for whitetail season. And that guy's just always moving around. So now it kind of makes sense why yeah. those yeah. two guys get along so well. Yeah, I find people like that really interesting because. I, I don't know. I think I'm a homebody. I probably am. You know, I like my space. I like my nest here. But I also like to do things, but then come back to the nest. But like, yeah. I don't. I'm not trying to go to Alaska for half the year, then come back. You yeah. know. But I always look at it like if I was a single guy, that's the kind of life that I would like to lead. That's what oh, I've yeah. always thought. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I being a homebody. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I've done some traveling for deer, not a lot, but where you're. You're in Brazil for three and a half weeks, then you come back, go straight to Canada, then you come back, then you go to Arizona, then you're in California, then you're in uh, Idaho, then Montana, then up to Edmonton, Canada. Like I did that for a couple of years. And once you're out there and you do it, it's kind of like addictive. Yep. Yep. You know, you're kind of like, man, I, I could do forever. I'm yep. good. But. Well, and you know, like we talked about it the last time I was, I was here on the podcast with you guys. Um, I was kind of a homebody. Mm-hmm. And then once I started traveling and you start doing it, like I said, I love my wife to death, but man, where I'm happy is when I'm out rolling around in the truck and I'm hitting state to state to state. Yeah. I love it. Cause you're kind of just I'm vibing addicted to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely addicted to it. Uh, I'm, I'm it's like without trade shows and this winter I'm telling you, I'm depressed. I'm hey, ready to roll. Man. COVID hurt a lot of uh, traveling type yeah, people yeah. like that. I'm ready to get out. I mean, this year is booked solid. Uh, Grand Slam. Um, I've got some other little projects going on this summer that are still kind of developing. Um, but then we get into Montana antelope, Idaho elk. Yeah. Um, Delaware whitetails. Delaware. Mm, never heard of that one. What? Exactly. What's, what the fuck is Delaware? 60-inch <laughs> velvet bucks. <laughs> Damn, son. That is a sleeper. You're going to be trending on YouTube in no time. That is a sleeper right there. Damn. Uh, Delaware whitetails, and then I drive through the night to be able to hit Kentucky's velvet opener. Um, then I have to haul the mail back to Iowa, change gear over. You know, Then I'll head Idaho elk, uh, then come back. And then finally hit Iowa Whitetails. God damn, son. Yep. You might have a season of, for, of a lifetime, though. Yeah, yeah, and then finish up the year December in Canada uh, for moose. Wow. No shit? Yeah. You got a moose tag? Yeah. God damn, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it'd be a, it's, a, it's a jam-packed year. So Kick ass. That's exciting. I mean, you know, last year I I'm fell jealous. short of my elk. Um Got close, as Chancey would say. I was I was on the dance floor <laughs> right. in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just 15 yards and had no shot. And it was one of those ethical decisions to yeah. just not. Yeah, you don't want to just send pull. one. Yeah. So hey, came close. T- tell me this. With all the busyness you got going on, June 12th is the shoot. Tell me you're going to make well, the already, shoot. Yeah, it's, it's in. Okay, good. Yeah, it's in. Nice. It's in. I'm, I need I'm you not, there shaking shaking babies and kissing hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, that's the, that didn't yeah, sound I'm right. not missing it this year. <laughs> I hated that I missed it last year where I had that photo school thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't set the dates for that. I put your shoot in the calendar, and then I'll set my dates for, for a photo school. There we you go. You want to miss know, it. After, I know that. Yeah. We just, yeah I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it. it's it's – it's a regular 3D shoot with some spice. Yeah, it's really odd. We don't have mountains and cliffs. Yeah. But I want people just vibe and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. No, know? I'm looking so. forward to it. No, it, it'll be a really, really good time. Well, I'm hoping to have, like, by the time this all happens, like, the, the big-time tent's going to be up there. The gator tent's going to be up there. I'm hoping to have, like, this whole meet-and-greet vibe area. 
Um, you're going to be out there. Kyle Weider said he was going to come bullshit nice. with people and hang out. Um, we'll, we'll see if he does that. Clint says he's going to come out. We'll see if he can mm-hmm. get away. Um, but it'd be kind of fun to just bullshit with people and have a good time up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's the plan. Hell, yeah. We, we get to shoot it. I think I ran through half of it last year. Yeah, I got through half. But I'm up there just kind of hanging out with people and having fun and relaxing. Yeah. By the time we coordinate everything, when it gets up to the crunch time, I kind of just want to hang out. <laughs> you know. But it is fun to like shoot in the group and stuff. But I just yeah. hate it when I'm out on the course and they're like, we're looking for you. We need you yeah, for this. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I was. You guys have walkie-talkies? No, but we should. <laughs> we, should we should at least have like. Go for, for the Kurt, main. Go for Kurt. 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 Kurt we, we, need, we need you to target eight. Target you know, eight. I think Kurt. we're we're getting walkie talkies this year. You need because I do remember Kurt was like shooting yeah. and like people were like, "Hey, where's Kurt?" And you, need, like, oh, you, you need vests too, like Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> safari vest. Yeah, safari shorts, like yeah. hiked up abnormally high. I'm yeah. down for that. Get yeah. on the rogue ridge and just cruise through there. There you go. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> I'm dude. If you're gonna do it up, you got to do it like Total Archer Challenge. I should. We should just like slowly keep upgrading the shoot to like crazy shit. Yeah, just absurd, unnecessary. It just, yeah. it's also unnecessary. Satellite phone. Yeah. Just well, like, what you do is you go to the point until somebody gets stuck with an arrow. Then you back it down. Just to <laughs> you got to bring it back after that. We've hit our yeah. peak. We've hit there our was, peak. There was an we old, peaked. Uh, an old cop I worked with back in the day. He was lazier and shit. And um, and he's like, here's what I did, Rook. When I started my career, you got to start off slow. And then you just back her down from there. <laughs> he's like, that's how you don't get burnt out. <laughs> I mean, he's probably honest. And I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Start off slow and then back it off. Just back her down. <laughs> Sounds yep. like my job. But he was that stereotypical <laughs> guy, like pants tailored, and you always know which way he was laying every day. Yeah, yeah. I took a. I was. Go, I wanted to go to to be a cop eventually. I don't know yeah. what, but I went to like did law enforcement classes yeah, yeah. and stuff. And uh-huh. um, you thought better of it. Thank God. Well, I, I respect. I respect what you guys do and everything. If you're listening out there, but. Uh, I just decided probably not for me. Well, I'll be honest. I was a hothead back in the day. Me and my best friend were both going to do the same thing yeah. together, and we were both pretty yeah. hotheaded. I'm like, I'm going to end up hurting somebody yeah. and then going to jail. No, and that's a, <laughs> and that's a legitimate thing. I mean, I've got a really, really bad temper, um, and it was one of those things I really had to work on. Yeah. And there was a couple of times I came close. My buddy was a uh, military police. Like, mm-hmm. he was up that far, you know, and he – uh I think he broke a dude's shoulder one time, like threw him down. And I think it was justified, but he's a big guy, and it was an accident. Like he put yep. he put his knee on this guy's back to get him down and cuff him, yep. and broke his shoulder blade, and got in like big trouble. And he's like, "Man, that, this ain't for me. I I, I can't do this yep. stuff, you know." But it was justified. It was like at a party, and it was like frantic. So he had to like I don't, I don't know all the details. Sure, uh-huh. he ended up breaking the guy's shoulder, and you know, shit happens. Remember, it was a problem. Walk it off. Yeah. But anyway, Rub some dirt on it. Don't do they shit say. to get arrested. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hate the cops? Cool. Don't do dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just. It's simple math. I really. respect cops, but I'm not trying to mess around and get caught up on something. So if I'm there, I'm just like, hey, dude, I'm here. You do what you got to do here, and then let me on my way. Yeah. Oh, thought we having a good time. Here's yeah, the thing. Time here. 1% of cops probably want to really, really get into some shit. Every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. The other 99% are like, you know what? I have a job to do. Got to keep the peace. You probably if just want to hang out. Don't like, get a to call today. Too. It'll suck and it'll be boring, but I'm okay. That's an okay boring. Yeah. Go home to the family. I just wanted to sit like behind a building, read a couple of hunting magazines. Right. Maybe take a few drunks to jail. 
Yeah. If I caught some people that were selling drugs to kids, locked them up. Right. If somebody's doing some break-ins or murders, yeah, let's let's collar them and take them in. Right, right. Other than that, I just want to go home. I think I'd be the dude probably. Like, I'd probably change my mindset and be out there vibing, playing basketball with kids. Yeah. Because I mean, if, if you can, like, yeah. interact and play basketball with kids. Yeah. I'd probably be playing basketball yeah. with kids all <laughs> Well, time. that was always my – that's kind of how I got into the undercover stuff was um, my version of community-oriented policing was getting to know the community. Arrest the shitheads. Let some of the people go with some warnings. Yeah. Then when it came to the narcotic side, I'm like, hey, I need to know who's slinging that Jimmy Crack corn over there. <laughs> oh, right, right. You owe me a favor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Remember and, that one time? Yeah. So um, – that, that's kind of how all that started, and and that's. Can that's I ask you a question, quick? Um, and then maybe you can't talk about it, whatever. No. But like, uh, to get undercover, you probably had to go through the ranks to get to undercover, or like, do they ever? Well, guess what I'm getting to? Do they ever just hire some dude who's like got a clean record, but he's like tatted up and stuff? Like, dude, you're perfect for an undercover. I mean, gig. you got to be a cop. You got to be a cop yeah, first, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to be a cop. Um, <laughs> Trying to get a job. I'm just yeah. like, hey, <laughs> yeah. hit me up. Now you can be an informant, and that pays good. A lot of times, informants can make $100 per deal, per felony buy. Sounds like a snitch. Yeah, a snitch. Hey, I didn't say it, you did. <laughs> Informant <laughs> is the classier term. You rat bastard. I'm just saying, I'm a good person, but I ain't no snitch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, they So we would always call them CIs, confidential informants. And yeah. And we started calling them CSs, you know, confidential snitch. <laughs> and hey. then we were like... He's a CR. He's can a you be a great rat. dude but not be a snitch? I think you can because that's me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we, and we had people. I don't know anything to snitch on. Well, and we had people that were like, look, I'm not into dope. I don't have any charges to work off. But if you'll pay me $100, I'll go buy crack all I'll day go get into long. some dope. I'll, yeah. I'll just start getting in the shit. That's not a lot of money. That ain't enough yeah. money for me to get into crack. But we had one guy. We were like, all right, dude, you got to calm down. Like, you're doing five, six deals a day. You're making five, six hundred dollars a day. You gotta, really? You yeah. got to start slow. And they're going to they're find down. you out. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So like crack. Did he end up yeah. dead? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I never uh, lost a single informant. I, I did get a call wow. one time uh, from a guy, nickname, we called him Dig. And... Um, phone rings i'm like ah, man what does he want you know what i yeah, mean yeah. but he also learned the system so he would be like he'd get some like low rent dope dealer and he's like i'll just buy like he's a guy that really doesn't sell crack a lot but i know he's got some crack and i can convince him to sell some of his crack and i'll make a hundred dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm oh, like man. no dude like scale up taking the low fruit yeah 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 <laughs> he, <laughs> he, was, he was going for low hanging fruit all the time <laughs> it was easy to yeah. get paid <laughs> So I was yeah. like, dude, I was like, you got to, you got to go up the scale. So uh, he calls, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck's he want? You know? So I'm like, dig, what's up? And he's like, I got a guy. I'm like, yeah. All right. So we go by, we go by, we go by, and I tell him, hey, dig, you're a little hot right now. You might want to take a little vacation, go visit somebody over the river. You know, just let these cases come through. Let's yeah, keep, yeah. You, keep you cool. And then he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He got greedy. He get so, that paper. Yep. He's stacking paper. So he, I got a call one day and I'm like, oh, what the fuck's he want? I answer the phone. I'm like, dig, what's up? He's like, help me, help me, please. <laughs> help me. And I can hear like, oh, he's you know running. what I mean? He's running like a motherfucker. And I can hear him in the background. We got your ass. You're a dead man. You know what I mean? Oh. And I was like, oh my God. So finally we have to do an extraction. We go get him, pull him out. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you went back to the same place that you were buying dope. Like, 
you burned like 65 dope dealers in this housing community and you went right back. Ain't nobody running me up out of my hood. I'm like, dig. They were like, smart they about that, yeah, dig. Like, yeah, they literally just ran you out of the hood. Yeah, like they just they li- they just listened to all you of found the, out the audio recordings. You know what I mean? They got you. Yeah, they, like you're had. Like you're done. Oh like, my gosh! You made, cut off. You made twenty grand. So old dig got found out. Dig got found out, man. So he he had to retire from the helmet, please, from the confidential snitch business. That's that's Didn't, awesome. Yeah, hey, good money there. Uh, not my gig. I got too many yeah. tattoos for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I, do you um, think uh, our nicknames would be if you had to make them up? Oh, dude, you're you're fucked, Doug. Yeah, you would just be Dale, but that'd be too yeah, easy. That'd be you too know what easy. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That'd that's be, not me. Yeah, <laughs> got a mustache. Yeah, CPD is what I call you. Kurt. I just call him. I call Kurt just Blue. Blue, why? Yeah, because you literally you have like some of the bluest eyes oh, like I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. blue, yeah. white devil, yeah, you'd be right? Blue. And then it'd be easy because then you like I love movies, so and I love movie quotes. So mm. anybody that knows me well enough, if I say something random, like it's from a movie, like oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. from a movie. Is that so what movie was? My it? boy Blue. You're my boy oh, Blue. Yeah. My boy right. Blue. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. What would Chandler's be? Ooh, the Lord. That's what we call. Him. It'd either be cowboy. Like if you had an alter ego, you would be on a horse. You'd be like. On that show, Yellowstone. I that's a that. great observation, actually. I, I never saw that. that, but that's a yeah. good. That's like, a I might actually call you Dutton. Okay. Ooh, yeah, Dutton. I've never seen Yellowstone because I, like I don't know where to watch it. Badass show. It's uh, Peacock, um, Paramount, Sling. Actually, every once in a while, Sling will do like a bonus marathon weekend. If you're oh, quick, really? you can. But you can search on Sling. I wonder if I could search on Sling and find. Yeah. It. You need to watch it. Yeah, you need to. it's good. Okay. It's good. It's we, good. We, my wife and I looked for it and couldn't find it. Got so old, gave up. old Dutton over there. <laughs> I yep. like that. Okay. Yep. That's fair. Blue. I, I'll take blue. Yep. That's yep. not bad. Yep. I got these shiny blue eyes. You know what yep. I'm saying? Just yeah. Dale. 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 Just Dale. <laughs> that's fun. I mean, what else you got? You got some hot topics going on? Crack. <laughs> shit. You want me to bring some shit up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, like we were talking about like the way the industry is and saturation and saturated markets and stuff like that. And with like along with the whole hunting in public, which I have no problem with the hunting public guys. Yeah, um, they've done a great job. The, their they, name just says hunting public, yeah. so it's like yeah, yeah. You have to yeah. clarify like so they were I, not hating on the hunting public. <laughs> right, it's just right. their name. Yeah. So when I say hunting public, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good point. Um, no, I mean those guys have obviously commanded a big. They're audience. killing it. They they are killing it. Um, their affiliate links are killing it. Like for the record, I was worried that people were going to think we hated the hunting public. Because we talked about some controversy with like hunting public, oh, hunting land. public land, I, and right. then uh, you know, a common, and I'm sarcastic a lot, and people think sure. take my sarcasm as like being <laughs> serious. They don't like, pick up on it. And it's like, hey, a little yeah, sarcasm yeah, there. Yeah. Maybe I need to like emphasize more on the sarcasm part. Yeah, but it's like for the record, have nothing against hunting public guys. Actually, no, one of our hats, right. a, a, a random guy in one of their videos had our hat on, and I thought it was yeah. rad. Yeah, they, they got a big reach. That's cool. Yeah. You know, if they ever want to do a podcast, I'd be all for it. That'd be we fun. We should do a podcast. Yep. With them. I would do it definitely. So, but yeah, getting on that, yeah, that's hunting. So the other hunting public ground thing. Yeah. So the other kind of what I think is kind of a another saturated thing in hunting is, hey, I'm a photographer. I'm a photog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's another thing that's gotten extremely saturated, and. You know, you have pages like 
making honey great again. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Mike's been on here and, and copper plated sixes and hunt yeah. domain. Funny guys. I conversed with, with all three of those guys, you know, through social media and, yeah. and stuff. And now for the record, 40% of their stuff. I agree with Yeah, 60%. I don't agree with all the time, and I think maybe they're reaching a little bit. But it's satire. It's funny. It's yeah. in the nature. You got to understand the vibe. Not every comedian is funny. Every bit is funny. Right? Yeah, they're going to have a few sticks that are not funny. Um, if it's Steve, it's like ninety percent is not funny. <laughs> I love Steve. Too, I know. Guys, I know. By the way, he we he, love him too. He messaged me the other day. We I were, talked to Steve yesterday. Actually, we were talking. We were talking gym and fitness, and you know what I mean. So yeah. I love him to death. But uh, so pretty, he'll find the like, humor. He'll yeah, find like the humor that in that. That was good. Ninety percent not funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so I had actually made a post um, one time here recently, and I was actually talking about. Um, making honey great again and those guys doing the Lord's work <laughs> to, the to a point. Industry, yeah. To the point, calling out some stuff every once in a while. And I actually had somebody kind of in the industry reach out that I really, really respect. And they were like, Hey dude, like, you know, those guys aren't doing the Lord's work. Like they're not doing anything positive for the industry. And I kind of took it from a position of, Hey, just stay in your lane. Like, don't get into that shit. Like, you know, yeah. But my thing is, like at the airport, if you see someone, say something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It always comes on the intercom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like, if we don't kind of police ourselves, then shit can run amok. And there's too many fake things going out there. Mm-hmm. There's too much. I'm not going to say that I I don't give a shit if anybody high fence hunts or not. But don't high fence hunt. And then tell me you shot it on fucking public land with a slingshot. That's the problem. And you really did it with a 700-yard high-powered rifle. Yep. That's the be, only problem. Be proud of that because that's actually an accomplishment, 700 yeah. yards. You know, yeah. I don't give a shit if you high fence hunt. Right. But exactly Let's that. say you do it. That's, yeah. that's where the problem is, I think, for the most part. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're ethics thing. But you know, if you're on a 5,000-acre high-fence ranch where a deer never, never even saw the fence. Yeah. You know, whatever that you do, you, you yeah, you pay your price. Yeah. You go in there and you kill whatever two hundred something inch, whatever deer. Yeah, yeah but I, I agree. Yeah, do your thing, but don't trick me. Right, right. So if they're calling out some stuff or pointing out some court cases about people speeding tickets and you know shit like that, like yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I've made the comment before. Um, Tiger Woods. Shout out to Tiger Woods. I think he just got in a car wreck and broke his leg. Yeah. He'll bounce back. He'll be fine. Yeah. So, like, like <laughs> Tiger Woods, you know, he, he was in the news and back in the day, and he got oh, yeah. all his drama. He's a ladies' man. Yeah, he's a ladies' <laughs> man. You know? He's a little cavalier, yeah. you know, with the, with the ladies. Now, he took a hit on that, and everybody hated him. And then a year later, everybody loves Tiger Woods again because it's social media. Yeah. Shit's so easily forgotten. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm dead battery on that. That's oh. why that thing keeps kicking off. So, um, but – Point being, people can do some dumb shit on the internet, on Instagram and Facebook. It's easily forgotten. Yeah. People move on to something else. Like I said, they get a speeding ticket, easily forgotten. Oh, what happened? Yeah. What? Hunting on preservation ground? What? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, right. oh you didn't have a tag for that deer? Oh, the, yeah. the, that was years oh, ago. Oh, oops. The clerk deleted it? Oh, yeah. Oh, they actually can't physically do that at a retail store location? Only the DNR can <laughs> yeah. make a tag? It doesn't work that way through the... The whole interwebs. Yeah, but nobody cares. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, 
I also, when I was a cop, I always had a, a, a quote that I would tell rookies. If you follow a preacher long enough, eventually he's going to forget to use the turn signal. Mm-hmm. If you hunt long enough, one of us is liable to make a mistake. You know and, what I mean? And, but the thing is, you shouldn't be crucified for all mistakes. No, no. Know? I mean, you own up to it and mm-hmm. and, and move on. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a mistake, Leo Koski's done a good job with some of his stuff in he's the past. He's the, the example of yeah, that. Yeah, he's think. gotten in Jumped front on it of it. right away. Yeah, got on it in front of it. Hey, guys, you know? I fucked up. Yeah. But even then, it's like, handle your stuff. You don't got to go to social media right away. Handle yeah. it and then be like, yeah. hey, guy, I got to be and, honest. And, and don't go to social media and, like, lie about it or, you know what I mean? Have yeah, that's story. the problem. Yeah. So, we talked about, we did a patreon exclusive podcast for our patreon members uh-huh. um we did that last week so if you're top two we have three tiers on patreon if you're top two we did that well poaching uh we did a um unpopular opinion where we bring up an opinion and then we talk about it well the unpopular opinion was poachers can't help it it's kind of a joke yeah but yeah. we use that to like bounce into interesting conversation yeah. And I threw in that I think Brackett could have saved his entire career by coming clean and being like, guys, I fucked up. I got caught up in the clout. Yeah. I got caught up in this industry yeah. thing, and I messed up bad. Like, I'm going to do better. You know, like in movies, sometimes, like uh, back in the DVD days, there'd be like the alternate endings of, of movies. So two scenarios for, for Brackett, for example, in that deal in Indiana, if he would have shot the first buck, and then continued filming and been like, oh, my God, look at that 170-class deer. I don't have a legal tag for it. Like, man, what it a heartbreaker. Skyrocketed his career. Skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. The other thing, if he would have got in front of it and said, look, guys, in fear of losing sponsors, I got caught up in the hype. Yep. I needed to have a season anchored with a big deer you know, for, you know, for the show and for sponsors, and, and I did what I did. I'm sorry it wasn't right, but – this is what happened, and mm-hmm. this is why I did it. Could have put some salve on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But instead, I hundred percent agree with that. Did not actually. did not handle it the right way. That was the move. Yep. Yep. That yeah, was that, the move. That was yep. really the move. I mean that that was the move. The power move would have been you know film it and say, yeah. All, all we it. can do is film it at this point. Yeah. yeah, that would have been the real move. That would have yeah. made a buck because the footage they would have got. Oh yeah, yeah. it would have been killer. Yep. Um, but didn't you know? Didn't didn't take that path, unfortunately. Um, so I, I actually, you know, man, like we 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 did our fair share of uh, ripping him up on over that and whatever, and had some negative personal yeah. experiences. But I, I th- if he came clean and backed it up, I think he could he could probably turn it around. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, things about bracket that you can't deny: the dude can shoot a bow. Oh yeah. hell yeah, yeah, man! Dude can shoot a bow. One of the questions was because I always said, "Hey, man, he motivates me. He's a good dude. I like the yeah. guy." I, he was a, a a motivator to go shoot your bow. Yep, and um, the dude can manage land. He can he knows how to grow food plots to put. Deer. That's what he does now, right? Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And um, so those are a couple of things that Chris does very well. You, you know, he he definitely knew how to get on deer. Did you know him personally when all the whole shit went down? Yeah, a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't talk all the time. We talked at shows, and we had a lot of mutual friends. You know, Todd and him were actually really close. Oh, really? Yeah, they were real good friends. So I knew him more through that. And um, but um, but yeah, I mean, and you know, he's he's him and I. We've messaged back and forth a few times. 
um, since that stuff. And I've actually talked about what he's doing now because I, I was genuinely curious yeah, what yeah. he was doing now. And it looks like he's doing some land management and some real estate stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, hey, you ought to get into into land real estate. I'm like, nah, nah I'm just going to keep on taking pictures. You know? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I'm it's kind of what I'm doing now. Uh, not saying now speaking of saturation. There's another thing. Everybody seems to be a land manager selling real estate it's nowadays. Popular. I had a couple opportunities to dive into that, yep. and I uh, politely denied it. Yeah. I think if you have the networking and you're in an area and you have um, – because let's face it, real estate, selling life insurance, health insurance, it's all about you're a salesman. Yeah. I think if you can sell, you can sell, and you can find success in it. But I think that's a that's a market – that is going to be very quickly gobbled up, and there's got not going to be enough land for agents. Now, I will say this. You want to hear something funny? I don't know if I ever told you guys about this. When I was 20, 20 or 21, I had a legitimate sit-down interview at Brothers Restaurant in Rapid City, Illinois, right on the river with two big dogs from Mossy Oak Properties before they, they – I think they have an office in our area somewhere. They were going to put two offices in there, and I had a, a legitimate fucking interview with Mossy Oak Properties. And it was like this big deal, you know, get your license, come on, we'll hire you on Mossy Oak Properties. And I didn't do it. I was in school at the yeah. time, and I was going to – and I wonder if I what happened if I did. Yeah. But I considered uh, it I never as well. that. Yeah, I was like 20 or 21. Damn. Like like a legit interview, and I, you know I had to get my broker's license and all that shit. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they they at least heard me out, which is cool. Sure, you know for being there, a young. There's a lot of kid. money to be made there if you're like say if you're good at it, you can network. Yeah, uh, you get a hold of some big farms. I mean, you can make a very comfortable living doing that. But oh, you sell yeah. one big farm. I mean, yeah. commission alone is huge. You can make your yeah. year. I know I know two guys that got into it in their late thirties. Um, Jason Enders, one of my real close friends, was in my wedding and everything. And then Clark Cummings got in, too. They actually yeah. work together now, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But not funny, but it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, my, my brother still does it. He just oh, kinda, he does? He just kind of dabbles with it. So if he knows somebody that's selling a farm, like I just bought a farm and I bought it through him. So he made – basically he got to make commission on the farm that I was buying. So it works out well for him in that case. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I mean – but, yeah, I mean, I can name – I mean, now there's one more, one, two, three, four, probably seven people within my region, yeah. if I were to buy ground, that I could call. Like yeah. you say, it's saturated. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, it's it's definitely getting there. I think if, if there's a tie-in, like if you're working with a food plot company or you're doing some property consultation and you're a real estate broker. That's the move. I think that's the move because then you can combine the few. You don't yep. have to sell as many properties, but then you can if you can pick up a couple of consulting mm-hmm. clients. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a guy like right here, yeah. Chase Burns, does that mm-hmm. um, local guy. How how far are we from like? Um, is it Arthur, Illinois? Ugh, I've never heard of that. Gaze, Illinois. <laughs> that's where the real world office is. Uh, I know Don Higgins does some consulting. Uh, that in might Illinois. be south. I would imagine. It I'm, is, I'm yeah, unfamiliar. You know what? It is more like straight east of me because I'm Yeah, northeast. so that's probably more into that golden triangle area from where we are. Yeah. So he kind of – he does some real estate and then has the consulting, and then also he has the trifecta. 
you right, know, with yeah. the seed. He provide. Oh, you're still. You want to buy some ground? Oh, yeah. hey, listen, I happen. We to, need to do plots here. I got seed and I got yeah. management and I got equipment. Yeah. yeah, right. That's the move. Yeah, that's yeah. the move. It's it's a it's a trap. I mean, if I was like a big time dealer, I'd be I'd be trying to get my real estate license as well. Yeah, because it's just a complimentary mm-hmm. product. That you know, that is a good idea. I never yeah. thought about that. That's any you big time reps out there. <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't know yeah. any big time reps in our area, but mm-hmm. we sh- we might be one. There you go. I guess working class could be a a deal. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, sure they they could set you up even as a non stocking dealer, right, uh, or a minimal yeah. stocking dealer. You know what I mean? Yeah, make this a hub for pickup. Or, Who knows what the future could hold? Yeah, we might Never be able to figure some stuff out here yeah. moving forward. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, that's cool. Man. It's interesting, like how many just different angles and stuff you can move on the outdoor industry. If you're passionate about it, you well, want to do it, you can you can channel your own way into this thing. And that's just it. You know, people people look at the outdoor space, and and I get the questions. You guys probably get the questions. Hey, what's the you know what's the best way to get into the industry? And I mean, work more hours. Work more hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get tired. You know, and I get tired of answering the questions sometimes. And I you know I put this out lightly. How about this question? Hey, how do you start a podcast? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Google it. I yeah. don't know. It's 2021. Google. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, it took you five minutes to type a message to me. Google will answer that shit in 3.7 seconds. YouTube. I don't care what shitty internet you have. One thing I, I learned did. from, this is a cool thing. My buddy Jordan Johnson from Combination Creative mm-hmm. has his own mm-hmm. little like marketing uh, media business. Yep. No matter if, – if you can get to the end result you want to, no matter how you get there, that's all that matters. It's a win. Right? You know, it's like well, it doesn't matter what Johnny Utah uses or what equipment we use to podcast. If you have a way to record however you can do it and get it out there and do it in a way you want to do it as far as yep. quality is concerned, right. that's the way you do it. Yeah. You know, I get like comparing, you know, what equipment are you using, but, yeah. you know, we use a big-ass mixer here with all the shit and, you know, big yeah. um, headphone amplifier and all that. You don't really need that stuff well, anymore. I like this because it's classic, and I like knowing this. Uh, like, what I know now and how to mix this stuff up is, like, the roots of it. Yeah. So, yeah, they have all this fancy stuff that makes it easier. But if I get thrown into, like, a, a live show mm-hmm. situation, I could probably mix it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm familiar with this, all the buttons. Well, and that's that's the high and the low of the questions. It's um, what 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 camera body and what lens do you use to take that photo oh so you think that everything in that photo came from that body if you have the same body and lens you can take the same photo i did right how about right. learn the fucking talent first right you know learn the buttons give me a 400 hundred dollar camera you know what i mean and i can make it work you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um so i always tell people outgrow your camera first before you go to a new camera for sure you know be yep. better than the camera and these cameras are damn good. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like, it take you a while. I, yeah. It, I haven't outgrown my shit. You know, my yeah. camera equipment, it's still better than I am. So that's the other side where people think that it's all camera mm-hmm. um, and it's easy. Um, the other side of it is, is people, again, going back to this popular thing. He's another <laughs> Thanks, Jeffy. He's, he's another bush. Oh, yeah, I was under the conversation yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so the other Sorry, thing no. is just I didn't want to interrupt him to ask the, for another beer. The people that are just straight copying off of other people. Yeah. Or they just they want to be in that popular crowd so bad that they'll cling on to certain brands that are trending and that's the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a, I put something on my Instagram story the other day. I try not to vent and be a little bitch <laughs> on Instagram stories sometimes. Well, here's the spot to do it, though, because we can conversate uh, I'm through it right now. But 
what I what frustrates me is I'll have some buddies that they will be all in hitting that like button in the comments of like these super popular brands that they don't even the, like no offense these popular brands they don't even know that they're hitting the like button but they come to me to ask me what's the best way to market this product what's the best way to shoot this photo what's the best way to do this like shit that's really going to help their careers or help their business or their brand or whatever <clears throat> yeah and i'm like fuck go ask those those assholes <laughs> right right you're giving you're giving them all the love so go ask them see yeah. if they'll answer you you ain't giving me i haven't gotten a single like from you but you want to ask me like how to grow your brand so you can be competition for me that's an interesting uh Kick I like that, man. I like that starting to this conversation here yeah. because that is it. I've, I feel like we might get a little bit of that. I feel like I get we maybe a little different here. I'm trying to think on how to tackle this and not sound like an ass. But you got to understand it's like a different perspective for mm-hmm. each person. We get guys that listen to the pod, and there's not a lot but guys that listen to the podcast, but they're the first dudes to comment some shitty stuff to yeah. like if, if they could twist like example. Uh, Chandler, what podcast was it? By the way, Johnny, you got this other camera going. Since this one died, you just want to ride through it, and we'll just film yeah. a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one? I need to check that one. No, I don't know if we're there yet. We're probably getting – we're within a few minutes. Okay. But I just didn't know if you want to keep that rolling, or I don't know how wide this this lens is. It's but. pretty wide. Okay. Well, then we'll uh, – we got a little bit. Yeah. Um, what episode did we talk? When I think you- it was the Make Hunting Great Again episode because it was the Sitka discount yeah. and the uh, sending on the fence line. Oh, that was the guy okay. Had the issue with so yeah. um, the guy in the group brought up the whole what's worse, um, sitting on the fence line and hunting, and then Chandler brought up he used his buddy's military discount to buy his Sika camo, his high end camo for his moose hunt that's coming up. And uh, I don't know, where am I going with it? Okay, so somebody made this post: what's worse, sitting on the fence line or using a discount to hunt Sika camo? And I think he was trying to like maybe he was trying to do good by. A, Engaging conversation, but it's really felt like to everybody well, in the comments. He tried to spin it like we were basically uh, dissing on vets by using their code. Oh, S- I actually stole Zaylor. Yeah, I, I was kind of following some. But that. then you get your first. There's a few comments in there where you know dudes that are following everything we're doing, yeah. but they're throwing those comments to kind of like, oh, somebody's going to already initiate them under the bus. Let me push him under the bus a little bit more and then you got there's a crackhead lifting up the bus because he drove you know the clayton bigsby episode or not yeah. clayton bigsby or Chappelle. red balls yeah, yeah. red balls yeah. what's his name tyrone biggum tyrone yeah. tyrone <laughs> you know that you got all of our listeners which a are the cr- the crackheads lifting up the bus which we love you i'm not calling you crackheads yeah. but it's just a funny analogy but you know you have those dudes that are like uh what's up keep going keep okay going. okay but there's um I don't know. I, don't, I guess I, I don't really know how I was like leading into that. But you have your guys that listen and support you, but are so willing to throw you underneath the bus. The author was kind of hoping that everybody jump on the bandwagon and kind right. of chime in there, and that kind of backfired. But even some bit. of the comments, you see guys that they're the same dudes that asked to be on episodes that think they deserve a spot on this episode with our schedule, but then are the same dudes to throw in a snarky comment because they're mad we haven't asked them to be on an episode, too. And, and that's just our perspective of like, that's just like some of the layers of things mm-hmm. we see from this and me being just, I, I feel like I'm a pretty real dude. Like, and maybe perspective is not how I feel, but I feel like I'm a pretty straight shooter. Yeah. If I see that shit, 
you're fucking out. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, if you if you're not if you're in there to just throw us under the bus in our own group, why the fuck would I fuck with you in any facet of of at all? Like kick rocks. <laughs> if someone in there is like, hey, dude, I support what you guys. Do I even though I don't agree with everything you say, I appreciate your honesty and how straightforward you are. I'd rather, I'd much rather have that that's person all, on, that's, and, and that's all you can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, I don't know if I got that clear on like what I was getting at. There's a lot of confusing angles and like yeah. deep ways to look at. Well, it, and you know me, me being a Sitka ambassador. You know, I, I was actually one of the founding members of that whole Sitka ambassador team when they started that deal uh, six years ago. And there's a lot of people that claim Sitka that are not getting a discount. They're paying full retail because so so badly they want to be a part of that group. That's weird to me. It's like um, uh, Gary Vanderchuk talks about the FOMO thing, fear of missing out. You know what I mean? People are so want to be a part of something so bad for clout to look like they're something on Instagram. Like, okay, one, go talk to a therapist. Like if that's where you're at in life, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's therapy time. From my perspective, I'd rather see someone be like, listen, I paid full price for yeah. Sitka because this is why. And I like, yeah. like be an influencer that way. Yes. Yeah. Because it, then Sitka 100%. might be like, whoa, this exactly. guy just, so he paid full price and here he is talking about, this is why I paid full price yep. because I think honesty is just it. Yeah. It boils down to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and here's the thing, like the, with every brand, there's going to be people that love it. There's going to be people that hate it. There's going to be people that hate it that secretly know it's good, but they're still going to hate it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sponsored by Real World, but I know Big Time makes good shit. Right. I've never once in my life had anything negative to say about Big Time. Right. I can't. And I don't know anything to say anything negative about yeah, Real World. Because it's yeah. good shit. Nor would I. You know, but it's it's the people that I know and it's the product that I use. Hey, Don, Don and Terry are good people and they have a good product. Cool. Awesome. We're working together. Yeah. You know, if I knew, is it Joe? Joe on Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I knew Joe personally and, and got to use our product, you're going to meet Joe at the shoot. You'll love him. Yeah. Um, so we've You've we, never met him. Well, we had, we've had a conversation before. Yeah. We actually talked during my tech Amani days about oh, maybe yeah. doing something with big time, you know? Oh, I mean? really? Really? Yeah, at one point. But, um, so I mean, it's all about the brands that you're affiliated with. Could be at Iowa, by the, the way. People. I forgot. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and the, the people that you work with and that kind of stuff. But like the thing on the Sitka thing is, there, there's a lot of people that um, pretend that they're sponsored. That's a weird. Guy. And then they get then other people are like, wait a second, how did this person get sponsored? They've never even killed a deer. They have an OnlyFans account, you know. <laughs> And they're like, man, do what Sitka, you do. Sitka's giving away free <laughs> discounts. And I'm like, they're not giving away those discounts. Like right. they're pretending because then that gives them some clout. Mm-hmm. Like they're a sponsored person. You know, the what day I mean? someone pretends to be sponsored by working class, I'll be so honored. And Dude, we'll just I, give you a discount. Hey, I pretend all the time. Hey, keep <laughs> Dude, pretending. I would, you might get your own code. But, you know, like that would. <laughs> it also so goes to like the Amazing. bot uh, people that buy likes and buy followers. Yeah. Like I get it. The likes do mean something, you know what I mean, if they're genuine. But if you have twenty to 60,000 followers on Instagram and your posts are only getting 100 likes, spoiler alert, they bought that shit. It's, tough, it's <laughs> a you tough know what look. I mean? Yeah. It's a tough look. Like, you have Open to, your eyes, people. Yeah. Like, and I, so history lesson or education, Instagram, social media lesson. If you're following somebody that has 25, 30, 40, 50,000 likes and they're getting... 30, 40, even 200 likes on a post, 
they bought that shit. Yeah. Okay. They're oh, not dude, actually I can, that popular. I got to rattle off some shows that had like 12,000 likes five years ago and they got 13,000 likes now. Yeah. It's like, whoa, took you five years to get a thousand. Something's fishy. You bought that first 12, I think. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? It's, uh, yeah. it's and it happens. So, you know, if, if Akbar is the one that's like always popping up as the follower, Akbar. you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you mean the guy from Turkey, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. Him. Or you kill you the animals. Know, the, the person, like the non-offensive mention of random countries, <laughs> right? Like your number one fan <laughs> has one post and one follower. Yeah. That is a fake account. Like for just sure. letting you know for sure. Um, so, I mean, and that's frustrating. And and yeah. and I make that point because yes, likes do mean something. You know, there is there is a monetization that shows the brands that you're working for that you're genuinely getting likes and engagement, and that's yeah. the name of the game. If I got zero likes, like yeah, it hurts my brand. You know, what I mean? yeah. it, it hurts my profession. It does. So, people see social media first. Like, what's cool about what the podcast game is when we do contracts with a company. Social media is not in our contract. Yeah, it's just like a bonus for you guys. It, it's just like, yeah, it's yeah. there, but that's not where our numbers are. Yeah. Like, we are known as a podcast. We're not yeah. working class bowhunter Instagram, working class bowhunter Facebook. Yeah. We're working class bowhunter podcast. Yeah. You know, our numbers are in our show and our downloads. Yep. Dude, the emails we have through our website that, hey, I don't mess around with social media, oh, yeah. but I listen to exactly. podcasts because I right. weld all day. Uh-huh. I got tired of the negative, and here I am on this, like, right. is insane. Like it's uh yeah it, once you see those you're like oh yeah those download numbers make yeah. sense you know and I'm to the point now I'm trying to figure out if I can't hustle off Doug to make Facebook posts because I'm about to delete the Facebook I was on Facebook yesterday and I almost just put on my on my own personal page like fuck Facebook I'm out message me on working class bow hunters page because I'm only gonna have the page manager and messenger only well it's getting so political now to where they're censoring everything and a lot of it is not to our advantage so it's like why do I even have this it's just frustrating every time I get on but that even even if I agree with the political agenda on the post I'm tired of seeing the posts I'm tired of seeing the posts about the weather I don't give a fuck about your dog like I don't (laughs) you know what I mean like I just don't I'm tired of Facebook it's cold as ice it's it's more it's ninety percent negative, ten percent positive. Yeah. If everyone was like Facebook is annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. It's the worst. So my Arrow Wild TV page actually got hacked about it did? A, month, oh, Jesus. a month and a half ago. Uh if you go to Arrow Wild TV Facebook right now, it says page owner Egypt. <laughs> really? They hacked my account, removed me as admin, so I can view it, but I can't do anything with the page. It's like it's somebody else's page. And so if you've ever tried to contact Facebook on anything, good fucking luck. Like you could commit serious crimes on Facebook and send them tips. Ain't nobody going to answer you. They don't give a shit. Yeah. So, so you can't do anything. I have filed intellectual property that somebody is possessing my intellectual property trademark, which I have arrow wild trademark. I've tried to send them information that somebody has control of my trademark name Nothing. No, I haven't gotten a response. So if anybody listening, anybody has a brother, cousin, family twice removed that works, you know, for Facebook or Zuckerberg, please let me know. Like, I'm not a Zuckerberg fan, but I kind of need some help right now. I would like to get the page back. um, But at the same time, I'm like, man, I hate Facebook. 
Like Instagram's where it's at. Yeah. But it's on by that's Facebook, where, which where, sucks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's not kind of my Everyone's focus. like, Parlor's back. I'm like, I, I did not see it. I can't get on my Parlor. I know. App. I've hit refresh, refresh, nothing happens. Yeah, same here. I don't know if you have to like delete it and then reinstall sucks. it. Maybe I'll do that. It never really took off. I was hoping it would. Yeah. I hate it. I hate Twitter. I don't use I hate Twitter. Twitter also. No. Twitter's good it. for like if you're like an NBA player or like yeah. a Kardashian. If you're a famous person, yeah, yeah. like real, you gotta be like or Trump. You have to be real famous, not yeah. Instagram famous. Yeah, Trump, hell, Trump loved it. Trump he loved did. Twitter. <laughs> he did. He loved it so much they banned his ass. Yeah, <laughs> TikTok. Uh, fuck TikTok. Did you see? Uh, is it Melania Trump? She just started a new IG page. No, and it's like the office of Melania Trump. No, uh, it's her that runs it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. I'll uh, hold on. Let me pull it up. This is a right. That's what our first lady should look like, man. Forever. You ain't shitting. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. This is a post she just made four hours ago. Office. Oh damn! Let me see that. Can you see from here? No, no. She posted oh, that. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's pass me that phone, Doug. I gotta get a closer look at this. It's her like laid back over a desk, and it says damn. Jill Biden could never post this. <laughs> no, uh, she, she. This is her page. It can't be. Is that her? That's her. Oh, man. Bless her heart. Isn't that That's an old photo, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Don, old, old Don's like in his prime. Man, oh, yeah. You know? That might have been before he had to dye his hair. Dude, it's <laughs> yeah. hard to hate on Trump, man. Yeah. I mean, the dude's got it. You know what I mean? Like, dude's been in Home Alone movies. I mean, he's a, he's a baller, right? Everybody loved him until he was president. Well, then our people well, still love him. Well, that's just it. I mean. If I hate. But, so, I, I, I want to, like... The other thing with this whole photography and this Instagram world and and getting on the fake trends and yeah, yeah. stuff like that, it does seem like for me a dollar is worth a dollar. A like is not worth a dollar. No, but like the amount of people that are doing shit for like fake clout, like if basically if Instagram went away, I still have a job. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people like they need to really look in the mirror and they need to think about it. Is my fame on Instagram? Is it fake clout fame? You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you guys have a podcast where if Instagram went away, you still have a job. Right. You know what I mean? You're yeah. still relevant. I'm still going to do photos for catalogs and magazines and you know right. shit like that. And yeah, and photos are always needed. That industry still never maybe have a, maybe have a show. You know what I mean or whatever. Yeah. But it just it, I get so frustrated like I'm at the point where I'm I'm about to start calling out some people like if I keep getting some photos that are like straight copied I'm going to start doing like my original post with are the you, date you, the point where you're you're ready to call it people are almost I'm almost ready, ready. almost I'm, ready I'm almost ready cuz you know what like, I want to do is like, like a couple I beers know. away yeah I'm, but what what makes you mad about it? Let's get it. I'm trying yeah. to get you so, now on. You turn yeah. me on to so like what, dig mode. Well, and I mean, and you guys might even have a podcast that's like that's trying to kind of copy your style. Yeah, you know what I mean. Huh. Like, Allegedly, I think there's one Allegedly. that even has a name like really similar to yours. I'm sure there is. But so that's what irritates they me. Some they need some milk. Man. They need to get their nourishment back. Get their mind right. <laughs> that's a great sound bite. You got them queued up, ready to go. Um, no, I mean, I'm glad you appreciated that more than Chandler did just now. There's uh, no, I mean, like, Chandler's probably tired of that sound bite at this point. It's yeah, it's a good one time. And I get it. I'll play it twice milk. for you. <laughs> and I get it. There's only so many photos that you can take, and and but I mean. That's why, like, I've tried to do, like, weird stuff. 
put graphics on the roof of my truck. Like if you're going to do photos overhead, drone photos, at least, you know, I have some graphics up top. Try to do something different. Right. And granted, okay. I stole it from the General Lee. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> pretty vague. <laughs> pretty vague steel there. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like I figure what the heck. But, no, I mean, there's just – I hate I I really don't mean to hate on the younger generation. I will say this: the younger generation they are very creative, mm-hmm. and they're coming up with some cool shit. And there's some people coming out of school, and they've got some neat and creative ideas, and they are moving the needle and stuff like that. I don't you don't got to answer right now, but I want you mm-hmm. to boil this in the back of your conversation. I want you to name one person you really like that's coming up, but keep doing your thing. I want yeah. Um, so I guess my thing is. The entire it comes down to like the entitlement, and mm. just because I'm married and I have kids and I have a mortgage doesn't mean that I'm supposed to make money over somebody who maybe lives in mom's basement. You know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. With mum in the basement, Mom. you yeah. know, uh, with, with, with a with a red <laughs> camera or something. You know, but, right? But I'm not saying that that has any any merit to it. I'm just saying like it's so fake. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just, I ir- it irritates me to no end. Like hustle in silence. Do good work. Do cool shit. You'll get, you know, you'll get respect. Cream rises to the top. Something yeah, an old people are going to recognize it. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and people ask me all the time. Hey, man, how do I, how do I get noticed by a brand? I don't know. Do cool shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the guys from Rock House Motion. They kind of set the bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys like Rock House Motion, Heartland Bow Hunter, Jason mm-hmm. Matzinger. You know, those are guys that really push the industry on the videography side of things. For sure, you know, yeah. And, and commercial work. And I remember talking to the guys from Rock House, and they're like, dude, if you want to film cool shit, you got to go where the cool shit is. You got to do rad shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no secret to it, you know? Like, right, right. Um, but, like, I see this this cliquish of people, and I noticed that there was this 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 group, this, uh, this certain group of people, they – like did like a mass unfollowing of me. Oh I'm really? Like, I'm like what the hell? Who? I'm like oh no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> get, I don't want to get into that. But you need a beer? Yeah. <laughs> you want like three beers? Yeah. You want a shotgun one on there? I'm not quite ready to uh, to to put it out there. But um, no, like I noticed there's like a group of people that like unfollowed me, and I'm like, I wonder why these kids. And I'm like, wait a second. Why am I given one fucking second as to why these 21-year-olds unfollow yeah, me? Yeah, it doesn't I mean? matter. It doesn't I'm, matter. I'll be 43 years old next month. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually have a real job and a career in this industry. Right. I don't live in my mom's basement. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not play pimping. It's funny It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, one of our buddies just did a pod, another podcast, that, a podcast I really respect, the uh-huh. Fall Podcast. Shout out to him, Aaron Blisey. Great dude. Um, I think, of course, I want you to listen to our podcast first, but if yeah. you finish one of ours – Go to the Fall Podcast. Yeah, Listen yeah. to one of his episodes. Yeah. He's a great dude, and I really respect what he's uh-huh. doing. Um, so I had to give him that shout-out. And normally, I don't do that anymore. I kind of change gears because of mm-hmm. being burned by people doing dirty behind-the-scenes industry yeah. stuff, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. Um, he had a guy. Uh, I don't really know. I'm trying to keep track. Of what I'm, He had a guy. He mentioned some stuff. Um, he had a host. God damn it. That doesn't make any sense. He had a guest on that mentioned me. But he was being respectful, and he had some guys shit on him. Um, it was kind of like taken out of, out of uh, perspective, I think, right? Um, but I don't, I don't remember where I, I was going to make a point off that, but I'm fucking drawing a blank. <laughs> so fuck me, right? Yeah. See what I did? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think ahead here because so the guy shit on you? No, 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 shit on his guest because he mentioned me, 
but he's my buddy. That and I don't want to drop the name because I don't want to call anybody out. I'm being vague because I just don't want to. Well, I I, I recently caught some shade over um, from somebody that their sole purpose of not liking me is because my shit was doing better than theirs. That's that's weird. Like that's weird like, to me. Really? Like and what people don't know and and I kind of talked how you should about network it. with if yeah. you know what I mean like Well, and I and I've kind of talked about it in past podcasts, but I mean I literally didn't just pick up a camera and have a job. I mean, I was a full-time cop, had a landscape company and was struggling and trying to learn this shit and to get better with a camera and videography and and I got very damn lucky. You know what I mean? Being in the right place at the right time yeah. and busting my ass. It takes all of those things to come together or a trust fund. I mean, one of the two, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? But like, yeah, we got I those. got real lucky, you know, and, and, and worked hard at it to get to where I'm at. And I've got mm. so much more to learn. There's a ton of people that are out there better than me. Yeah. Way better than me, you know, but every day I feel like I try to get a little bit better when you chase when you chase something you're you're faster like i used to bmx race yeah you know if you're you you get to the point where you could bump to the next class bump to the next class because if you got guys that are faster and you chase them you get faster yeah if you if you hang around people that are better than you 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 get better better, yeah donald trump bill gates even though he's an idiot uh but like those people don't have loser friends not you anymore. Know I, no, I <laughs> yeah. mean, like they, you grow them. they hang out with winners, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's what, that's what you do. Like if you surround yourself with trash, like you're going to be as good as them. And they talk about it in sports all the time, you know, teams that are good teams that play a scrub team and they get beat because they play to the competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. play to your, play to your people, like surround yourself with people that you aspire to be, or maybe have a talent or that you don't have, and you can learn from them. Don't copy them. Learn from them. Learn from Respect yeah. them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in the podcast game, like, dude, you guys are like, I, I compliment you guys all the time. Like appreciate you're it. killing it. Appreciate like, it. Absolutely killing it. Uh, I secretly know their downloads and I'm telling you all, they are killing it right now. <laughs> you know, like they're killing hey, it. it, so. it well, I, th- it I appreciate you saying it that. It's, <laughs> it's actually the, the podcast download game is very interesting yeah. yeah um and it goes by categories and subcategories i mean because here's the thing we get wilderness as like the mainstream category that don't do shit for us no, no. what it breaks down to within our industry is how we have to break it down so Correct. you have hunting you have the gun podcast yeah. you have different genres of hunting you have yeah. bow hunting and it's how it breaks down with that well and like i said i mean the the strength of your all's podcast is why it was a no-brainer to bring you guys in with the old barn deal yeah. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. I want to continue to grow you guys, you know, even more and more with that because you guys are doing a phenomenal job with that. But, and also, um, you know, I've been dealing with Chase at Rubline. So he's our boy. Our brands are kind of even more aligning, you know, as time goes on with yeah. the brands. Yeah. The podcast we're with him with. last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's funny because I think actually he called me and was like, hey, man, I got to go. I'm getting ready to run in and do a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'll be there next week. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but we were actually chatting about some stuff. And he was the one that kind of uh, helped broker. Uh, that deal with Red Arrow, yeah, and then um, and another brand, dude. Rebline's big in the also fire. Working with. Yeah, yeah. Rebline's big in the firearm game, and like, yeah. they're. I mean, Chase is the man. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, we, um, and you know, again, he's one of those guys that marketing is his world. Mm-hmm. 
marketing on the Johnny Utah creative side is just a small piece of Johnny Utah creative. Right. Um, so like I'm not in competition with Chase by any means. It's like a sub deal, but yeah. not, but kind of. Um, but like, um, so it's cool. Chase is a good ally and he's a good friend to have, not because uh, he's a cool dude, obviously. <laughs> right. But, um, but there's a lot of cool business synergistic shit yeah, for you know, sure. that goes with that. And uh, he looks at things. There's things that he looks at similar to me he's probably my number one role model in the game as far as business hunting business is concerned yeah you have to you have to be willing to diversify you know people always get kind of stuck in a rut and um you know they they're they're not reinventing themselves or man i'm only going to align myself with the cool guys you know right yeah i tell you like this first light thing is really kicking off like there's a bunch of people bailing and going over to the first light thing that seems to be the new cool guy thing. first light is in like the first light camo yeah yeah Okay, let's talk about that. I'm out of that, actually. Yeah, never heard that. Um, so the first podcast we did with uh, – okay, I, I'm, all right, I'll keep going. The first podcast we did with Make Hunting Great Again, he talked about the churning group buying Meat Eater and being part of yeah, our yep. bar stool. The other day I was bored. I honestly had not looked it up since. That's been – has it been a year? Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite that long. I look up churning group. I look up Meat Eater, and I look up the First Light stuff. Uh, I'm losing track of time here. Okay. Here, let's take a bathroom break and come back. Okay, so back at it. So I looked up, like, the churning group stuff because Meat Eater had brought it up, and I I didn't know anything about it. And Mm -hmm. I ended up finding all the stuff, like, Green Decoy talking about, like, these organizations, like, like backcountry hunter and anglers, like, hunter and anglers, whatever it's called, like, basically being a front to pull people from NRA to, it, to funnel money to anti-gun people. But anyway, Churning Group, I guess, owns part of Meat Eater and mm-hmm. owns part of Barstool, um, which how First Light kind of falls into that. Does Meat Eater own First Light? Or? That was my take was Meat Eater or the parent company of Meat Eater bought First Light, I think is the way it went. I don't think it was First Light bought them. Mm-hmm. I think it was the parent company of that bought yeah. First Light. But any. I don't know what I researched and I'm an idiot. So take this with a grain of salt. It gave me ucky yucky vibe. Yeah. I was kind of yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm probably going to avoid buying first light. I'm probably from now on going to avoid buying like anything meat eater esque. Yeah. I'm going to avoid BHA and I'm going to know like, if there's anything shady about you, I'm not telling you any secrets. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I look at it that way where if I'm going to spend my hunting money, I'm going to try and go somewhere that if I can help it. Sure. It's tough. Yeah. But it's like, if what do you do? If first light makes the baddest motherfucking gloves and yeah. they're paper thin, but they keep you warmer than any thick Carhartt glove. Well, it's like, man, that's tough. But if I can help it, yeah. Well, I mean, and me being, you know, totally honest and um, like I said before, you know, there are other good seed companies out there. You know yeah, what I right. mean? Um, Scent Crusher, you know, makes an ozone machine. I work with Ozonics. You know, we've talked about, you know, hey, you got to make yours. we got to make ours. You yeah, know, yeah. Comment. But um, me, that's, a, that's me the being best a, part about it. it's a free market. Yeah. And, you know, me being a total Sitka guy through and through. um First Light does have some good gear. They've stepped it up. They've got a full lineup now from what I've seen. Stone Glacier has come on. They make a lot of good gear now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuyu has solved their problem. They've got some good cold gear from what I've seen. I've got buddies that rock Kuyu, and mm-hmm. I've got buddies that you know rock, rock First Light. And you know, all that being said, 
I think it comes down to what pattern works for you. But then I encourage people to take a step further, look at what you're, who you're representing, what mm-hmm. brands you're representing. Now, if you're best friends with guys that work at first light, then by all means, rock your buddies. I've always said, if my best friend was an accountant, then that's who's doing my fucking taxes. Right. As long as he ain't gouging me, <laughs> yeah. right? he's right. going to get my business. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I was in Illinois and I was farming, I'd probably be calling you and be like, Hey, Chandler, get over here. There you go. Bring your tractor over here. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Kind of thing. Cut, so, cut some shit for me, I'm dog. stuck again. Yeah, exactly. I'm stuck. I need you to <laughs> yank me out, you know? So that, that's that's kind of the way I try to do I try to do all, all my business. But I know, um, I know that I have a lot of hunting and non-hunting people that are huge Renella fans, like on the cookbook side of things. Yeah. He's a and, great spokesperson for what we and do. And I get it. He's hit millions of people. And he has done a good job in a very non-redneck way of introducing what it is we do. He's to, very white-collar-esque for yeah. being in our community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's done. Wait, a, and I say that with a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. He's done a very good job of um, bridging the gap between the dumbass to we we hunt the and bubba we, and, to and the, we eat yeah you know what i mean because yeah. yeah let's face it sometimes bubba's not the best representation He's not of what we do and uh it's funny how you you've mentioned bubba because i i used to say bubba was like a, a hypothetical person that was everybody who just yeah. does you know can do kind of some dumb shit sometimes <laughs> right. honey we, hey we've all been bubba's oh, i yeah. got hey. i got a lot of bubba friends you know my nickname I mean? when i was a little kid was bubba <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, we've all been there. But, but I mean, Adam Mullet. So. He's done a good job uh, from the outside looking in. I don't know the guy. I've never met him. Um, but it seems like he's done a good job as an advocate for that stuff. I do, like you, like I have some concerns with their backing and where does that money go. Let's let's talk hypothetically for a second because yeah. yeah. we're idiots and we don't actually know this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, man, I want to ask Chandler this because you're more of a calculated dude. Like I feel like you, I I just say shit, but you think about things before you say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So what, compl- do you, what do you got? I'm complimenting you. Okay, take this uh, hypothetically, allegedly. Okay, you take this spokesperson <laughs> like Ranella, and he reaches millions, right? And you like what he says. You like his cookbooks. You like his show. You could spend money on his stuff, but what if you found out that allegedly? The money he, some of the money he was making through his numbers, through his content, was funding funding anti gun organizations. No way. And anti hunting organizations. Nope. You would have any part? No, it, no questions. If asked. I, I mean, if I knew if it was like more than rumor, if there was proof that that money was getting funneled in that direction, then why would you support that as an outdoorsman? Yeah, I agree. I just didn't know if I was an idiot or not. But. Well, I feel like an idiot because I didn't know any of this, and I've got his cookbook, so I'm, I, do too. I contributed. I do too. So, but the Lord, how, how could you? How, how could you? I, I, I looked it up. Us, Alan. I looked it up, and just from like a, I mean, Google Churning Group and Mediator together, yeah. and it's like, ooh, that's a yeah, tough I read, look. I read yeah. that uh, yeah. article we were sent in the group. So I sent was, a couple was, articles in our group chat. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, and I looked it up. It's like. And I, I, I look through a bunch, of, a handful of articles, and it's all kind of the same thing. It's like, I don't know what this means. I don't know how it justifies. I know, like, Ronella made a statement saying, like, well, I reach more people outside of the hunting industry and da da da. And get she does. I mean, but it's yeah. like, but more views to your content means more money to these anti 
everything yeah. we're about groups. And I think that's that's kind of my position. It, I'm all about if he's introducing more people to hog hog nut broth. And that's what they're using to cook with or whatever. But how know? many people in Manhattan are like, like, yeah, cool. Okay, I can see Justify Hunting. Meat Eater is one of my favorite shows. And they just consume Meat Eater content, give yeah. him the algorithm, give him their numbers. He gets the yeah. downloads. He gets the traffic, which increases his value um, for his monetary sponsorships. They pay him more. Meat Eater's worth more money. Therefore, Churning Group makes more money. Yeah. And then their more money goes to anti-gun, yeah, anti-hunting groups. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the deal. That's That's where I... I need to be more educated on uh, to say exactly where I feel about it. But on the surface, he's great. Yeah, he, he's great, great advocate for the sport. You know, he's kind of like the Michael Waltrip of NASCAR. Like, there's no better spokesman, yeah. uh, you know, for NASCAR back in the day. But, like, so he's great in that position. But, yes, if those dollars are going to fund anti- then, then I have an issue because then, then it's kind of a conflict of interest, right? Exactly. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, but, you know, I mean, hey. Hey, it's a snitch type deal. Yeah. I mean, the. What do they say about snitches? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> snitches get stitches. Hey, you go against yeah. our people, we about, we're going to stomp you out. Yeah. <laughs> You're that bastard. So, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> that. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what was it like the, the Duck Dynasty guys introduced Yeti and Beards, made Yeti and Beards mm-hmm. acceptable, you know what I mean? Yeti, they brought in Yeti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that was the first people that Yeti... Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Yep, yep. Uh, they, were the, part. they were the first people to, to be rocking Yeti coolers. Oh, no kidding, day. I didn't know that. I yep. never watched the show. Yep, so um, I think like the first, before the show, like they had their um, Benelli sponsorship. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I remember going back to back to Kentucky to visit with my mom and some of her her friends, and they are not hunters. Like these are just bourbon drinkers that live in Kentucky, and everybody was drinking out of Yeti tumblers. And I'm like, <laughs> the hell! And they're like, I see you rocking a beard. That's cool. And I'm like what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, them Duck Dynasty people, you know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They became fans of Duck Dynasty. And yeah. then we're drinking out of Yeti. They were buying Yeti coolers and Yeti tumblers, and right, they thought right. beards were cool. And I'm like, we're hey, in if that's what it took to get these people to, like, kind of be okay with hunting, then I guess I'm all right with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's – But, I get, again, you got to follow the money. I mean, it's business, right? Right. It's tough because it's like, okay, more people get into hunting because of Renella. It's like a double-edged sword. And for the record, right. I'm not saying, like, he's the devil because – who knows? All this shit could not be true. Right. And it just looks bad. Yeah. Because I get how that is. But Yeah, he could be the coolest guy in the world. We're all drinking beer together a year from now. I, I'm sure know, he's cool as hell. But It's yeah. tough right now politically. Like, we're in a war right now. And when you see some that could be taking money and putting it in a direction that doesn't favor us, it's really hard to support that. So. It, it, it's hard. Like, when you first say we're, we're at a war, it's kind of like, are we at a war? But I no, we, we are, are at a war. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Like with hunting and not hunting and Second Amendment versus not, yeah, we yep. fucking are. It, but the thing is, it's like you can't give some push. Okay, well, you can't do that. You don't get any. You don't get an inch with our people. Fuck you. Yeah. That's that's my attitude anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, if you want to say, well, listen, and and, that, and this goes down to a whole other rabbit hole. Okay, in your county, Mercer County, Illinois, um, and even though I'm not the biggest fan of gun hunting, I don't want to see it go away. Mm-hmm. I just think it needs to be limited. Okay, no more gun hunting in Mercer County. I don't want that because you, you're you're forcing me to compromise a little. Crossbow thing is a little different because 
that got initiated over time and whatever. But yeah, I hate um, crossbows. Okay, um, <laughs> you give up an inch, they're gonna take a mile. Right, exactly. It's like with Good me. It's like, oh, well, they're okay with taking their guns. I mean, let's just get rid of hunting all in general then. Yeah. yeah, it just pushes down, and the next thing you know, we're just compressed so deep we can't do nothing. Yeah, you can't have a Facebook account because it's you can't happening. post a single hunting picture. Yeah, you it's can't post it right now. Right. We're right in the middle of it right now. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, man, what do you do with your hunting content? It's like you got to start digging in right now, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to start putting hell the on TikTok. In. You can't post hardly anything. Yeah, no, related. no. What nothing. happened to freedom of speech? You know, I yeah, mean, we're right, so God. restricted and governed right now. It's not even. Well, funny. let me throw this in too. Like, I think. I honestly think Joe Rogan's one of the biggest advocates that's hunting's had for a long, long time. But, you know, I mean, I don't know what what's Spotify doing with their money. Where are they funding their dollars? Is yeah. it anti anti yeah, gun? Looking to that. For all we know, Soros owns Spotify or yeah, something secretly. Exactly. I, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's tough, but it's like this. It's almost like this never-ending battle to save our lifestyles. It's like mm-hmm. everything we consume everywhere might just be everything against us. What do we do then? Yeah. Yeah, and all the platforms we're using could be conspiring against us. To write. Yeah, everywhere we host help. our podcast well, might be all anti-gun. Then yeah, what do we kind of like, you know, like I was saying, you know, I'm, Apple right, for I'm sure writing like Facebook trying to get Arrow Wild TV back. And the very first thing they do, if they do go to Arrow Wild TV, and they're like, dead animal, dead yeah. animal broadhead why help this guy dead animal yeah they're like fuck him you know what i mean i don't know how much motivation i'm going to get because i know anytime i would appeal things when i owned wicked is they said that wicked tree gear was a a company that sold weapons of mass destruction yep Mm -hmm. because i saw and it could kill people you can't list a bow for sale on facebook marketplace nope what the hell yep yeah so i like i said in every i would appeal 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 is denied 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 so where do we do? Where do we draw the line in this? Like you know what I mean? Well, how do it's we like, fix it? Don't they support, hold, they yeah. hold the cards. That's the question, Doug. Where do we fix it? How Ooh, do we I, fix it? Yeah. Can we? They, they. I don't know. Big tech. You know, we're 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 getting beaten by big tech. They yeah. own big tech. Yeah. For and, the record, I'm not saying we're anti mediator. I'm not saying that. But think yeah. about it. It's it's worth looking into. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like I said, for every I, I know that I know that the mediator platforms they do a ton of good. For sure. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, I just, I am curious where the money goes, mm-hmm. yeah. where, where is the money going? Um, that, that does raise some eyebrows. Again, it could be somebody could have created a whole story and, and this could all, like you, like you mentioned earlier, this could all be fake and it's all bullshit. Yeah. We're all just reading something that was put on there. It's an internet archery forum. Exactly. Where everything is true. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up, uh, another topic cause I, I would love to get your all's take on this. Okay. So. Right now, we're in a deal where I like to introduce new people to hunting, right? Mm Because I want to keep the hunting tradition going. I think all of us have tried to introduce somebody new. And if we can't introduce them, we at least try to broker it and soften it to where people don't think that we're a bunch of bloodthirst killers. Demons, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we're trying to introduce more people into the woods. Now, we also, another current trend is deer management. Mm Mm-hmm. And to properly do deer management, I can't hunt seven-acre parcels anymore. I need 500-acre parcels. I need 1,000-acre parcels. You know what I mean? Right. All right. So we got more people hunting, and we have a command. And I don't want to share that 1,000 acres with somebody. I want it all to myself, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now we have natural attrition of land, highways, subdivisions, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So now we have less land available. 
every hunter wants more land and we have more hunters. We're working we're working towards the center of having none of those goals Nothing to work for with. us, right? Yeah. And public land is getting you know, I'm not gonna say exploited, but with the introduction of the public land trend, right. fad, whatever you want to call it, that's happened over recent years, you have more people hunting public land. Yeah. So we got more people hunting public, we got more people trying to manage big parcels of private. Like we got a problem. Right. Like I see I see where you're getting at. Yeah. Like this is going to be a, a problem that's just gonna to continue to grow and grow. Yeah, and but hunter numbers are going down. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. That's what, that's what they tell us. Yeah. I, and I'm just, I'm not buying it. I mean, because I know last year, every state had increase in at least license sales. Right. Right. And maybe it was just a spike during COVID and it'll go back to normal. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, it is a concern. I mean. So, what, what's the I, real I don't question? I, well, I don't want to. Where, where do you think? Do you think, are we, are we damning ourselves by introducing more people into hunting? I mean, here's the thing. Like. If your land that you have accessible to you guys is getting minimized, mm-hmm. how active are you at trying to get more people to go out and possibly hunt the ground that you're hunting? Do, here's, here's are what, you ready to share a tree with somebody? Right. Here's what I'll say. I think that if we can influence people through the podcast, like a media perspective, to get mm-hmm. more people into hunting, that's great, mm-hmm. which we've got a lot of messages that we we do have that influence. If I can get family into hunting and I know they have accessible ground, I could take them out and help them learn, cut their teeth, and then kind of like let the mm-hmm. bird out of the nest. I'm more than willing to help them there. Um, but I will also say I will outwork you mm-hmm. and I will find private access and mm-hmm. I will pay for my lease and I will work overtime and I will put out more podcasts mm-hmm. and I will hustle more content yep. to make more money to out buy you on a lease if mm-hmm. that's what it takes for me to get the prime ground. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Beck, we just did a podcast with him, and he's from Wisconsin. He hunts public ground. He's like, yep. dude, Illinois is fucking cutthroat when it comes to your <laughs> private ground. He goes, I wouldn't fuck with Illinois. Yeah. So was Iowa. You know, he, Iowa's yeah, the same. Iowa's the yeah. same way. And even, but it's different with Iowa because you have to build points as a non-resident. Yeah. You can come here as a non-resident in Illinois. So yeah. Chandler and I are working every year to keep some of these permission spots, some of these lease spots. We're fighting Chicago doctors that don't know how to hunt their way out of a fucking paper bag. But they got tons of money. They got, they tons got the of money. money up. And money yeah. talks. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of sitting on a different perspective, too, because I'm outfitting, so I like seeing some money come into it. Sure. Um, yeah. you, I, you could say I'm part of the problem. You know, Maybe I'm driving up some of the prices of the local leases. Um yeah, I mean, but that's, I, that's every outfitter. Well, it's, it's a business. I'm out there trying to get mine right now, you know. Sure. So that's the that's a way, as a farmer, that will allow me to buy these rougher yeah. pieces that will – it helps me cash flow my pieces, I guess, that wouldn't normally cash flow. So I've got kind of a, a unique niche there. But yeah. um, it is tough. I guess the way I look at it, I'm going to teach my kids, anybody that's interested in hunting that approaches me, I'm going to try to be an advocate for the sport and get them into it, get them involved in any way that I can. To to have your back, Austin, we do turkey palooza through your and Austin's farms and leases and Ross's. all that stuff. What I say, Austin's Austin. and Austin's. <laughs> yeah, I do that your, shit yours all the time, yeah. dude. All the time, I do that. I don't know why I can't like separate. I never have been able to separate it's that. Ro- just Rostin. Rostin. That's why I want that. Um, you were the first dude to invite people to come out turkey hunting. Yep. Yep. You're like, we'll find birds. Like you are. You really yep. are. 
And I've been the guy be like, hey, you're going to run out of birds. Nah, we got birds. And turkey hunting's out. fun because there's a lot of people that haven't done it. So it's, it's, a good way, it's a good way to get people into the yeah. sport that have never done it before. Yeah. That's how I'm yeah. going to introduce my son and my daughter into it's hunting fun. is through turkeys. Yeah. Hear them gobble. It's interactive. Oh, yeah. Weather's yeah. usually yeah. nice. Interactive, easy. And they're, and they're all, the they're all booners. Hopefully. As long as they have a beard, yep. they're all booners. Yeah. That's what I love about yeah. turkey hunting. No one judges. As long as it has a beard. like a. You remember that video that was on, I think it was on Facebook. Um, it's probably been two, maybe even three years ago. Genius idea. I was like, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? But they had the camera set up inside the blind and they had another camera set up outside the blind, like right outside filming inside. Yeah. So it was like first, you know, point of view perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh look, Tom coming, Tom coming. And one guy's like reaching for his bow and another guy's got a range finder in his binos. And he's like, it's just two year old. He's like, Oh, hard pass, hard pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, it's so funny. Cause the video was like, what if Turkey hunting was like deer? Yeah. Hunting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I laughed my ass off. I'm like, look kudos spurs, to those guys. Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, do you see his teeth? Yeah. I think it's just oh. a three year old. <laughs> it's hilarious. Turkey is. You see a snout. I've never yeah. killed a Jake, but not on purpose. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I see a Jake this year. I'm killing him. That's, my, the, that's the one bird I will pass. My, uh, it, it depends. If I'm sitting with the Lord, yeah. or if I'm like, ah, it's a Jake, then I probably won't. But, like, my, it's different now. I'm, I'm not saying I'll never do it. Like, if it comes down to the last day of my tag and I'm shooting one with a recurve, I'll, I'll probably pop a Jake. Well, yeah, year. I always said yeah. I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. But, <laughs> in, but in Kansas, that one came in acting like a Tom. Dude, so uh, that was, that was a arrow. legit Jake kill there. Super you Jake. Kill that super one. Jake. I, uh, my, my Rio in Texas last year was, like, kind of a super Jake. Yeah. He did not have the full half circle. There was like a half inch, but it yeah. wasn't like the Jake, yeah, you yeah. know, typical Jake. Your standard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, I'm like, is that a Tom? I'm like, he's got like a seven inch beard. I was like, ah. well, I didn't I know that. Like, I'm shooting him. When you, you know? when you killed the super Jake in Kansas, Doug, they, those guys were saying like, oh yeah, we've had guys come through their outfit saying, like, oh yeah, we, we killed a uh, slam with a Tom. And now we're trying to do it all on Jake's. Yeah. <laughs> See, they're trying I, to do like the Jake's. I joked and said I was going to do bearded hens. Dude, oh, that's oh, <laughs> no, that's cocky. Oh. Yeah, that's way too. Good. Yeah. That's like a twenty-year thing. And then somebody goes, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, with a bow, single season, oh, shit. single bearded hen." I've never seen a bearded slam. hen. Yeah, and you then, would have to bow down. Yeah, like, and they were like, "Are you being serious?" I'm like, no, I'm not going to kill a bunch of like future turkey layers. You know what I mean? Egg layers. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do that. What causes a bearded hen? What what happens? Like hermaphrodite, like abnormality. New honestly, Zealand birds it's coming not in. as rare as I thought it was at one point. Like uh -huh. I, every now that I'm looking, like I can usually pick out a couple of hens every season. I see, yeah, a hen with it, a really, it's coming yeah, more really, common now. Yeah. My mom I've only seen one. like three. I've never paid life. that close attention. I don't. Your think, mom killed one. My mom killed yeah. one that was like almost a record. Actually, it was like an eight inch beard. Wow. Nice. I I um I've never tried firing you, Doug, from the podcast and just getting your mom as a full time host because <laughs> she probably, kills big she's deer. She's better than me. She can kill her. Yeah, we got to get her in. She is a she's she a good a person, killer. dude. Our schedule is opening up now. We'll, we'll have to get her on. Well, whenever that I I took the photos that day at Old Barn yeah. when she came in, I just so bad I wanted to yell out, "Hey ma." Hey, ma. Hey, ma. <laughs> and by the way, Doug killed the buck. We haven't done a podcast on it yet. <laughs> dude, I literally like. Well, you downplayed it. No oh, yeah, offense, but yeah. you downplayed it. I it just it, it wasn't what I was after. But I mean, his last day of season, I worked my ass off. You killed a Jake. Yeah, yeah. It was a Jake. <laughs> it was a Jake. But the motherfucker was getting it, dude. I don't blame you. I bit. did. Uh, I don't blame you. I did shoot one in Kansas, by the way. You did? Yeah, shot shot that buck in Kansas. Yeah. Oh, a buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I showed the rack to, yeah, to yeah. Doug. Yeah. Whenever he brought, we were his talking buck about over. the weird. Um, 
Yeah, he had like some weird flyers. And yeah, yeah, stuff. You um, had an interesting deer season. Yeah, you know, so I was in I was in Kansas um, right before Halloween, and the whole time I'm in Kansas, my cameras in Iowa are blowing up. I mean, I've got like my shooter. I remember talking to you during this. Yeah, my shooter buck is like bedded down at the base of my stand, like no bullshit. I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. Well, my mom calls me and she says, hey, your dad's going to go to the doctor. I think he's got the Rona. I'm like, oh, well, keep me posted. So day three of my hunt, she calls me and she's like, hey, it's not can- it's not corona, it's it's cancer. Fuck. And it's stage four cancer. I'm like, what Jeez. happened to one, two, and three? Yeah, you right, know? right. So I was like, oh, man, what do I need to do? She's like, well, just stay there. We got a lot of tests. Well, you can't tell me to stay there and hunt when my dad's got the Rona or cancer. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, I am. I was like, screw this. I'm not even in the mood to hunt anymore. I was done. I just, I, I'm like, so I went back to Kentucky. She's like, there's nothing you can do here. They're, they're giving him 12 to 18 months to live. Just go back to Iowa. Just Jeez. hunt. Just go hunt. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Iowa and I'm like, just kill, 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 kill. You know what? I was being stupid. I was being super dumb aggressive. Yeah. Not even smart, calculated aggressive. I was being dumb aggressive. Just rammy. Yeah, super rammy. And even the day that I ended up shooting that deer, it's like November 12th. And, and as soon as he comes out, I'm like, oh, there he is. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. release an arrow. Hit him low. Uh, turns out the fletchings actually, uh, came off my arrow cause my arrow was like, and I held low, but not that low. You know right, what I mean? Right. And I ended up hitting him in the top of the leg. I later found out, I, I saw that my arrow had fletchings missing from it. And, uh, I went back to my quiver and I just kind of gave a twist of all my blazers and I popped off one to two veins per arrow. What? It's just a bad batch of glue or just didn't adhere oh, good. You know no what kidding. I mean? And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me so we track we track we track we couldn't find this deer nothing on camera i'm like oh you know like i did my due diligence a grid search and i remember I like, you called me i was in indiana when you yeah called i was actually out. calling you the night that i was going out to get yep, it yeah I remember it. yeah i'm like dude i shot him i shot him i was all jacked but yeah. um we had a ton of blood but and julian from old barn he came out with the way me. you described it, i'm like oh you'll find that yeah and julian's like heart shot dude there's just a ton of blood it just end up being leg blood muscle blood so it was just a ton of blood and yeah and nothing so he ended up showing up two weeks later and uh, came out at 89 yards, just limping. And I'm like, I think I could almost get on the ground. You know what I mean? But it's a deer. He's obviously can run, and he's got more power than what he's showing. Right. But, uh, but I never got a shot off on him. That night at 2 o'clock in the morning, I actually moved a, a, my big grizzly tower blind. I moved mm-hmm. it into this cut cornfield. And I'm like, this is where I'm going to kill him late season. As long as nobody comes onto this property, I'm going to kill him late season. And during shotgun season, I put out, you know, it's the problem with having a, a video show is I put out a ton of information. A local. Reckon, you want people to follow you yeah, along. Yeah. yeah. And I want, you know, you really tell a story about the field and I want to educate a little bit, educate and entertain. Those are the two things I try to yeah. do with the show. Right. And somebody recognized the farmer's field, ag field. And they also saw on social media that I was in Oklahoma on a photo shoot. So they go to the farmer Fuck. and they were like, Hey, um, can I go? Can I go shotgun hunt that property? Well, I lease it to a bow hunter. Yeah, but it's not bow season; it's shotgun season, and he's out of town, so we won't be messing with his hunt. And the farmer's like, "Well, that's a good point. You won't be messing up his hunt. All right, just take a couple of boys out there with you and go shotgun." Oh hunt. no, that's a that's an old boy that don't and understand yeah, what a lease is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So this is a property that I pay for, and uh, so they went over there with a little small army and shotgun. And because I'd put out some information, they knew exactly what patch of timber to, to you know, to, to drive. They drove it. 
According to the neighbor, he heard about 20 shotgun shots go off in five seconds. On audio on my Exodus trail camera, I can hear him say, well, I missed him the first two shots, but the third one shot him in the leg and it rolled him. They shot his leg off. I mean, we're talking like a firing squad brigade. You know what I mean? Yeah. This deer couldn't run. He couldn't walk. You know what I mean? And they just <laughs> iron sights at 150 yards taking pop shots at this deer. You mm. know, they ended up killing him 72 yards from the ground blind or tower blind that I moved into position. Now, tell me I didn't know exactly where I was going to kill that deer. You know what I mean? I knew where he was going to be. And uh, so I'm in Oklahoma, and I'm just like, no. You know what I mean? Uh, so you're getting sent this shit. Yes. Yeah. Yep. While you're in Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. And then my dad dies uh, December 16th. And I had talked to my dad. I'm like, I shot the buck, but he's still alive. And he goes, don't worry about it. You'll kill him late season. I have faith and you're going to call me when you kill him mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. And then they killed him. Somebody got permission to hunt that property. And I know it's like kind of a stretch and I know it's a little, it's maybe it's, 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 it's reaching a little bit, but like they stole that opportunity from me to have that one last hunting story with my dad. Yeah. No, and, I hear and I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, I was miserable. I was telling you telling mm-hmm. you and Ross about it. I mean, I was just like, I was sick about it. So we go to the funeral, we get through all that. I hang out with my mom, you know, and I come back home and I'm moping around the house, you know, and Kelly's like, you, you need to go hunt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not in the mood. I'm Bless like, her heart. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, fuck hunting. You know, she's like, you're driving me crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I still have a tag in Kansas. And I'm like, you know, Kansas is where I was at when I got the news that he had cancer. Now, the day he found out he had cancer, he was dead in six weeks. And, God um, damn, man. So I went back to Kansas and I shot a buck there. And it was nice to kind of have closure. Was it a giant buck? No. He's it's like, like your one, dad had like a back. 145. You know yeah, but I mean? still, you had fun. Yeah, that's you, a good buck. I, I had yeah. a blast. And um, Yeah, that is a good buck for the and record. It, and it was super, super fun and awesome. But, uh, but it was nice to have closure. Like, I got to complete the story. Like I said, where I found out that, you know, he was dying. Yeah. I maybe that's all that. along what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was the buck he was talking about. Yeah. And, um, and I still filmed solo hunted that, that deer when I shot him and, um, I shot him and I actually spined him. He actually, he dropped on mm-hmm. me and ended up spying him. So I bailed out of the blind, grabbed another arrow, knocked it, ran up to him, you know, put another arrow in him. And that was the end. Whole thing was over with in 16, 17 seconds. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kept the camera running, but, um, and then I sat down with the deer. Um, I didn't lay down next to him and take a photo selfie <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> with <God>. him. <laughs> um, but I sat down with the buck, man, and uh, had a little talk with my dad, you know. Yeah, that's and, cool, man. Um, freaking bawled my eyes out. I can imagine. That was – I cried more then than the day he died. Like, yeah. that was finally letting it all out. Yeah, right, right. You know, and I was by myself, and I didn't want to be a little bitch and cry in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. But yeah. I know what you're saying. It's kind of like a personal emotional moment, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. on a positive note, this yeah. season's going to be better. It can't be any worse. It cannot be <laughs> any worse. It cannot get any yeah. worse. So I know uh, what you're saying, though, dude. Like, the emotions of Bohani, man, will rip you up inside and out. And it will. Like, yeah. guys like, uh, I think all of us that are passionate about it, we tend to tear ourselves up a little bit. And yeah. I'm I'm a little more emotional when I'm by myself in the woods. And yeah, I share with other people. Like but when you yeah. walk up on a buck, but by but also, you know honestly, like, if mm-hmm. I recover a deer with people, you know I'm, I'm 
you know, Chandler, you've recovered a buck with me. I, I'm pretty excited, man. I'm an emotional. Yeah. No matter no matter how big the deer is yeah. or whatever, it's 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 part of the experience. But yeah, man, the motions of bow hunting, man, like recovering a deer, being by yourself, all that type of thing. But yeah, you had you had a hundred percent excuse to cry, cry yeah. your, cry your eyes out you as good. hard as you wanted. Like, it's tough, man. I tell you, and you know, and I had buddies that you know they've lost parents and and whatnot. I'm a very analytical person, and I, even at a young age, I was like, eh, I'll probably be 50 years old, maybe 60, whenever I lose a parent. Um, and I'm like, not even going to think about it until I'm 50 or 60. Yeah. But you, you know? don't want to think about it anyway. Exactly. You know, yeah. but- no. But, you know, fortunately, in my past career, um, I don't know if it helps or hurts, uh, but my wife, she she was one of the first ones to point it out. She said, this you don't get to handle this one the way that you handle everything else tragic in your life. Cause in that job, um, they teach you to just press it down. Yeah. You compartmentalize it and you move on. You, you never deal with, you never grieve. They don't really teach you how to grieve. And she's like, this is one you're going to have to deal with. And I was like, well, I'll deal with it the way I choose to deal with it. <laughs> right. I'm going to grab a handle and, that's how I'll deal with it. You right. You know what I mean? Right. That didn't deal with it. It's It numbed me for that day yeah. or for a couple of days. Yeah. But that's not how I needed to deal with it. And and I'm probably, in some way, probably still, you know, I'm kind of still, like, dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course you are. I'll, I'll I mean, catch it. myself driving down the road, and you'll hear something on the radio, and I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, oh, whoo. Where did that come from? Right. You cut onions and knees. That's just yeah. That's just human emotions, man. Yeah. It's like, but I think hunting kind of brings emotions out deeper in people. And I don't know. I just feel passionate about it because I grew up yeah. doing it, and I just put pour everything into it. And I surround. Do you feel that way, Chandler? I'm a crier, man. I've I've walked yeah. up on deer and not had any reason to cry. You know, not losing a family member or anything. I just yeah. I get emotional, especially when it's you know you've worked so hard, you put a lot into it, and it finally. Uh, comes together in that perfect moment it yeah. it's emotional for me i'm well, that way too man i think uh, doug where are you yeah. are you that way you think i'm not you're not i'm more excited than anything you're an excited guy well i'm a i'm a, like a happy crier i'm not a sad crier <laughs> have you ever have you ever yeah. be honest let's just between us girls have you ever been watching <laughs> drinking a, wine <laughs> have you ever been watching a movie and like something really friggin' good happens to the main character and you're like, yeah. Get choked up. And you get a little bit. choked up. Yep. I'll, okay. I do. I'm an emotional movie guy, too. I'll be 100% I don't honest. Cry, but I don't watch. In, I'll cry in Rudy every time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Rudy uh, is. I'll ask and, the wife later I don't, this weekend. <laughs> I don't watch movies. Uh, I want to. It's something I want to do, uh-huh. but I don't do. I need to get that soundbite from Will Ferrell on this soundbite because I use that so many times and nobody knows what the hell I'm referencing. Um, but I do get emotional when I see someone kill a giant buck in hunting videos and I know it's genuine and they start yeah. feeling that, oh, yeah. I feel that because I want to feel that yeah. or I know what it's like to feel that. And I think that's the side of hunting that is not shown enough. People see the excitement, which often is portrayed as bloodthirst. Agreed. Mm-hmm. The yeah. excitement over a dead animal, but people don't see the emotional connection You know, to that. Like you said, like you know, you walk up on a deer and you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying or getting upset or, you know, like tearing up, getting choked up over something. But it's that culmination because I think with a lot of us, it is the appreciation of the animal. Yeah. There is some remorse. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? I feel bad about it. Yeah. 
Um, but you also get that like total waterfall effect. And I don't mean waterfall in tears, but like just this snowball effect of like, man, I've worked so hard. I've had so many encounters. I did yeah, everything yeah. right. So many mornings getting up and sacrificing and, right. and it pursuit. Seems, seems unattainable with all the time and effort yeah. you put into it. And it's like you, you go from the lowest to lowest to the highest to highest yep. within a couple Every minutes. And unattainable just, is like the best way to explain yeah, that. Yeah, it's such yep. a roller coaster. To, there's nothing where you'll be that low and then it, and then hit that extreme that I mean in that short amount of time. Yeah. Like When I killed Creepy, yep. that was a buck. Like creepy on on the score chart is not this buck that mm-hmm. scores 180 right. you know he's a mainframe mate with some kickers he's 155 <laughs> but he's cool and i he was the most mature buck and the biggest buck that i knew about when i killed him you know my wife knew about we all knew about creepy like the yeah. crew i told i don't talk about bucks i'm chasing as much on the podcast as i do to the crew because it's you don't want to blow up your spot, you, exactly. don't blow, you know. Yeah. So these guys all knew about creepy more than the podcast listeners knew at the time. When I call my wife and say, "Hey, I just shot creepy, and I can see him, and he's down," my wife is was, was with her mom, my mother in law, and I can hear my mother in law celebrating because she knew how much that buck meant to me. But I didn't cry when I shot creepy, but I sat down in disbelief when I shot him. Like I sat down. And I rolled him over, and, and I, I remember this whole moment. Like, I just, like, kind of sat there and just, like, holy shit. And I actually, like, just, I filmed myself a little bit of it. And I'm not crying, but I'm kind of, like, in just, like, the ch- I, the chase is over. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. like, I what I thought was impossible, I did it, and I did it at 12 yards. And I did it off being calculated and putting in the work. Right. By going in, and I, 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 this is, I swear to God, I had COVID before COVID was like a thing. <laughs> and you can call me out on that bullshit, whatever. I swear I had COVID. I was sick forever. But uh, anyway, but yeah, like that was the most emotional I've ever been without physically crying. But I felt like I was so sick and like physically sick from being sick, sick, like flu like sick. Uh-huh. And tired and wore out that I don't think I had the energy to fucking cry. Otherwise, I would have died. <laughs> you had, like, walking pneumonia, didn't you? I had, I legitimately had walking pneumonia. I was on a Z-Pack. I couldn't breathe. I, like... It, yeah, there was, like, a three-month stretch of you just not doing okay. I went into the doctor after that. So I killed Creepy, uh, like, second week of December. I went to the doctor on New Year's Day and they were like, if you were waited two more weeks, you would have been in the ER. Dude, I, mean, I remember because you you had yeah. the ammonia. I had walking pneumonia. I had walking pneumonia and bronchitis because I was on the podcast as you were kind of still coughing, but you were on the mend. Yeah, and then within forty eight hours, like I was on my deathbed. Yeah, like coughing. And <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh shit. I was like, my bad. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, my bad on that. I, I never got sick, so. But, yeah, I mean, you're in here weekly. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a problem. All the time. When I killed my first buck on November 6th or 7th, I had a cough drop in my mouth. I only remember that because I remember being like, dude, I need to have this because I'm going to yak yeah. and not can hear anything. Because I, when, well, and I almost didn't make it to ATA that year because I was like, man, if I can't stop coughing. Yeah, because like, I rode that line right there. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I can make it to ATA. And then, like, the day before I left to go to ATA, I'm like, all right, I have a lot of meetings, you know, uh, interview, you know, not interviews, but meetings with people. I'm like, if I take, like, three cough drops 
and shove them in my cheeks, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. squirrel. Yeah, yeah. And I sit in there, you know what I mean? And, like, don't talk much. Yeah. Like, I can get through this. And I could always tell when it was getting to be about that 40-minute mark of the of the meeting because I was like. We probably <laughs> spread COVID all over ATA show <laughs> that year, dude. Because this is where it started. Patient zero. <laughs> I remember talk, having meetings with people at Boost at ATA thinking I was going to pass out. Yeah. But I'm like, hold it together. But it didn't help that I drank, like. I don't know how much Jameson oh, yeah. every night. Who knows? That I get to the show the next day, I'm having like a meeting, and I'm like looking at people like this. I mean, you can't see what I'm doing, but yeah. well, maybe this camera can. Yeah, that one can. <laughs> but I'm like looking at people like looking looking at the back of their head. You know yeah. what I mean? I just <laughs> fucked up. So, I probably had COVID. I was uh, I was pale. Probably, as a I, I haven't had. I have not had COVID. No, same. I bet you I had COVID. Oh, I guarantee. Because I had it then, and they were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, you got the flu." I was, got, I was pale as a ghost, like looked like Doc Holliday on deathbed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like banging like monsters and five-hour energies just to have the energy, like to even hold a conversation in these meetings. Yeah. And then I think that brought my blood pressure, brought the color back in my skin. And you're not so, a big drinker either. No. Well, not that I don't get that impression anyway, but from what I know you have. But kind of, kind of a closet drinker at you times. Are, you just yeah. drink at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After everybody else goes to bed, I'm like George, George Thurgood. Yeah. See, that's not that's me. I'm, alone. Right I'm at ATA walking <laughs> around with a off. beer in a cafeteria cup. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm that guy drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning, you know? Yeah, I was passed out like on the – I'm going to sound like an alcoholic. I don't think there's anything better than getting a buzz off of whiskey by yourself. Like just sit there, watch the fire, whatever, you by are yourself. You George just, Thurgood. I drink a little. You're a cowboy, dude. <laughs> dude, you are, you are di- hey, Dutton over there. I, Damn I'm, it, Dutton. I got to say, I'm becoming a whiskey guy because of you. Yeah, you got me. You I'm keep hanging around, around the old fashioned. hanging around with Ross. You got and me I, in trouble. It's, uh, it's I drank some over. whiskey at this last weekend, man, yeah. on the podcast. I drank. Fuck, we drink a. <laughs> I bought a bottle of a High West whiskey with because there's an antelope on it. I'm gonna buy it. Right? It was good, yeah. and we drink a whole. I think we finished a bottle of High, High West. West. High West, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a. Does Park City, Utah, sound correct? It was there a is Utah a Park bottle. City, Utah. It's yeah. the only. Scott Bakken told me this, and sorry if I'm wrong. He's it's the only distillery in Utah. They do a lot of stuff for like conservation with their okay. funding through with their bottles or okay. their sales. Yeah. So I bought High West whiskey. There's a pronghorn antelope on it. Oh, there you go. So I bought Good it. Good enough for me. Yeah, and it's delicious. Uh-huh. We also downed, what, two old-fashioned mix bottles? Yeah, we went through a little old-fashioned mix. I'm keeping those on hand from now Dude, on. It's good stuff. So an old-fashioned kick. I'm organizing a gentleman's trip this summer. Mm. Eat old-fashioned. Excuse me. Oh, we're, we're drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the gentleman's trip is going to be like a little weekend trip. We leave on a Friday. Drive down there for, you know, get down there Friday, hang out that night, take it easy. Saturday is the main day. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to be semi-functional. Yeah. Um, but um, taking everybody on the bourbon tour back Ooh. to my hometown. And we'll hit like Knob Creek. and Ooh. There you go. Uh, we'll hit Woodford Reserve, Wild Turkey. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, When are you doing that? So it's it's kind of open. I'm, I need to look at the schedule to see what's a good weekend. Um, it's going to be June, July-ish. June? June? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, June June can work, and long as it's not June 12th weekend. Yeah, long but, as um, in, We'll find a weekend right now. Mid-July. I got some stuff I got to talk to you about. This. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make my summer tight. Oh, okay. I haven't All announced right. it on the podcast oh, yet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, so let's get... Like I said, it's kind of an open deal. 
We'll take as many vehicles as possible. I don't care as long as they're my friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> so if there's like some random person listens, like I'm coming. No, <laughs> sorry. It's just, it's just friends. Hey, we should hire a couple camera dudes, like vlog style of us drinking some bourbon. hundred percent. Get trashed. But it's a, it's a gentleman's <laughs> trip to go down and do the bourbon tour right now. I know the only committed, um, is chase and Rolfson? Uh, yep. Oh, I'm yep. in. If, yep. if I can go, we're in. Yeah. Chase's, Chase, Chase was like, wait a second. You're from Lexington, Kentucky, bourbon capital of, you know, the world. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So he's like, I've been really wanting to do those bourbon tours. I'm like, again, like, so it's I, like I've a done thing. All it's like them. a thing, like a bourbon. Yeah. 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 You can go do the bourbon tours. Um, and then you can go to all the gift shops and then you go take a tour of actual distilleries and they tell mm-hmm. you the history of their bourbon and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, uh, Ethan pole from Grizzly. I know he wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, to me, like it's a it's a no girls allowed. It's a boys trip. It's go for a weekend, gentlemen's trip. Yep, gentlemen's trip, and it's perfect bourbon, gentlemen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We like so we go down to Kentucky. So fuck off, ladies. Yeah, it's yeah. us. Yeah, we, we go down there on a Friday, stay Friday night, do the bourbon tour all day Saturday, stay Saturday night, and everybody gets up, goes home Sunday. You know what I mean? That sounds fun. Yeah, it I think it'd be a ton. We should of do freaking that. Fun. I think I'm we'd in. Film it, photo it. You know, it'd be cool. Show people again. I got one guy that I already film it. 50, Shout out to Wade Kemp. He'd be all in. He'd come with. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 51% corn makes bourbon. If it's not 51% corn, it's whiskey. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's why you always see like pineapple whiskey and peach flavored whiskey. You don't fuck with bourbon. It's not bourbon. Yeah. You just drink yeah. bourbon. Bourbon, you just. And here's the, and, and the thing about bourbon that makes it so romantic. Okay, I'm using the word romantic when mm-hmm. it comes to liquor. It's getting deep. Bourbon was never, ever designed to be shot. When I see people shoot bourbon, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, like it yeah. makes my slow it down. A makes my bit. blood boil. Bourbon was that. meant to be sipped, sipped, and drank slowly amongst friends. That would be why I hate bourbon because I was a kid and didn't know how to drink bourbon. Yeah, so you're bourbon, you're down. supposed to drink it slow and it's supposed to be enjoyed. It's supposed to take a long time to drink bourbon so you can enjoy company, conversation, like with your buddies, hunt camp, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? With it's your the perfect buddies, podcast your, liquor. Yeah, so I mean, and I I grew up, you know, with, with that. I mean, I grew up five, six miles from you know, Woodford Reserve and 10 That's miles good, from man. Wild Turkey. They, get, they got good cherries. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and again, that's where a lot of the whole bourbon barrel calls. That's the whole yeah. theme of all the that. roots. That's where that came from. Hey, I'm in. If we can make that weekend work, I'm down. that'd be fun. Dude, I think it'd be a friggin' blast. I think I'd learn a lot. I mean, I'd be so jacked to have like 12, 14 truck caravan <laughs> heading down there to my hometown. And you guys get to see kind of where I'm I drive in that area. So bourbon. does it does it make you wince when you see somebody take a nice bourbon and make an old fashioned out of it? No, I'm okay with old fashioned. I love and, old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan from the last big, few big, weekends. Big fan. Yeah, I mean, anybody drinking, uh, I mean, I'll take it further than just just old fashioned. But like anybody drinking old fashions or drinking bourbon, uh, I like my bourbon just on ice. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I do with it. I just drink every all my bourbon. I drink neat. See, I do that. Uh, I do that on like a tour. Yeah. Just so I would know the difference. You yeah, know? and you get to taste different ones, and you get to taste the difference between the charring and the aging and the oak and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's super cool. I mean, I, I'd love for you guys to even that, and take we'll take it further, and we'll all drink some, you know, mint and julep and 
eat a hot brown and I don't know have the whole. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That's getting into more of the the thoroughbred side of things. Okay, yeah, I'm down. Okay, we could do a uh, we do a non hunting at all related podcast. It's called the Bourbon Podcast for one episode. The Bourbon Barrel. It's it's not about hunting, so it's about bourbon. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be popular. It's it's super cool. Um, But. I know you've got. I've seen your bourbon collection. You've got a. It's not a real high end collection. Ross has no, got some got, nice bottles. Does he? I can appreciate a good bourbon. Like I, uh, we had uh, Weller. Weller's yeah, uh-huh. Weller was really good. Um, trying to remember Blanton's. Blanton's was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Blanton's is in my top three all yep. time. But uh, Angel Envy. I mean, uh-huh. I, I can appreciate a decent That's in bourbon. My top five. But yep. I'm also like I can also appreciate a nice thirty dollar bottle like a Bullet. Yeah. I like Bullet. Um, I drank Yellowstone, Buffalo Trace. I mean, uh-huh. I I like all that nice. Buffalo that Trace bowl. has a real nice gift shop down there as well. Okay. Uh, Doesn't it have to be from Kentucky to be bourbon? Technically, yeah, but as long as it's fifty-one percent corn, then it's it's bourbon. Really? But, um, but yeah, I mean, Kentucky's the the birth of bourbon. Um, mm-hmm. Funny story about Bullet. Um, there was a liquor store in Kentucky that when I worked, he uh, he did uh, check cashing as well. So this guy always had like a lot of cash, you know, on hand. And I'm like, dude, you have no security. <laughs> you, know, you have a plexiglass window. Right. Like, you know, a pencil can get through that. Yeah. So I would make purposely stop in there and I made him a deal. Anytime I stop here, you give me a free bottle of water, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll hang out. We'll get some police presence in here. At least hopefully nobody will rob this place. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in there one day and this dude comes in very Kentucky blue jeans and a pair of penny loafers and a polo shirt. And I was like. Hmm. what's this guy doing? And he's asking a lot of weird questions. So finally I was like, Hey partner, what's your name? And, uh, he's like, Jim bullet. I'm like, no shit. Master distiller of mm-hmm. bullet bourbon. And no so shit. he, uh, he <laughs> no said, shit. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And so he signs a bottle. Of, I've got a bottle at home, uh, that he wrote on their rye. It says, uh, to the coolest cop I ever met Jim bullet. That's so no I shit. got to meet him and he just would randomly just take little drives and go check in some liquor stores and see how his bourbon was selling. That's very cool. Yep. So it was pretty, pretty no bottle. That's a bottle I'll never, I'll never open, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a collector's sure. item. I got a, I got a 10 year bullet that was uh-huh. pretty impressive for the money. I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Well, and you know, and, and you go back to Kentucky and to me, Kentucky has always represented like the great Gatsby, mm-hmm. like the book, you know, and, or the movie, however yeah. burst you are. But um, old money and new money, but you'll see some of those those old codgers, man. Look like they don't have two nickels rubbed together, and yep. they'll belly up to the bar and they'll order a couple of glasses of some pappy, the like it's pappy. nothing. I I tried that for the first time. There's a little restaurant in Burlington that's got it, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw it on the menu. And I'm like, we're never going to try this if nope. we don't do it now. So I ordered a shot of it. And what what my break this down it. for me? I'm, I'm ignorant. Pappy Van Winkle. It's yep. uh, I think it was. I shouldn't even say this. I think it was 200 or 250 bucks for a shot. Yep. Holy Typically, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, why? And I've been at bars and watched guys order like bottles. Yeah. Why? What? That's, that's oh, balling. You got to explain uh, this to it's, me. it's the most expensive whiskey that I've ever tried. Yeah. I just wanted to do it just to say that I'd tried 250 it. $250 a shot? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. You got you to tell me why. So um, supply and demand is one. Um, typically, you can only get your hands on it in like October. Um, but I had some liquor stores back home that would hold me a bottle. They're like, this was like right as it was really getting crazy. You know what I mean? Um, 
But it's kind of one of those things like, how does Kim Kardashian have so many likes? Like, is it good bourbon? Yeah, it's good bourbon, but I don't know if it's. It's know, not 250 I don't know if it's good. 2 2500 My palate's not that refined. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. mean, I'm like, I'm like, look, I can. I how can, much would a bottle be? Uh, 2500 three grand. Jeez. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. If it's like to what, the 25 year stuff. So we something. need to buy one of those and have it as a kill bottle in the studio. That's cocky. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You do one That's light cocky. sipper of it yeah. each person. Like, fuck a bunch of Cristal. I got Pappy. How much is Cristal a bottle? <laughs> Nobody I just, knows. I just know the. We just know rappers drink it. Leave that up. Definitely on that Pappy. Stack it up in the fridge. Yeah, Doug, you're our uh, our Jamie. I'm on it. Pappy. <laughs> that's that's interesting. So I, I like I find whiskey interesting because it's kind of like it's a hunting camp, like the camaraderie thing that you're kind of getting at. It's like yeah. that's involved. Yeah. Like there growing up. Uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, keep you're going. Good? So, yeah, you're good. Guys would get like um, Maker's Mark. I always remember that growing up. It's a good whiskey. And and as I I would say, as a kid, like I was a kid, but then I ended up like growing up and drinking some of it. It's like the whiskey dipped in wax. So you're like, whoa, it's fancy. It's different. It's (laughs) fancy. You know, you got these guys with a little bit of money mixed it up in hunting camp, drinking some. Drinking some Maker's Man, Mark. Maker's is good. Uh, you, that's the that's the good bourbon you can go to and get it almost anywhere. Like yeah. any good restaurant's going to have the Maker's. acceptable yep. anywhere. Is Jack Daniels garbage? It's like garbage. Bucks. Cristal. It's See, like I mean, to me, Jack, again, once you start throwing in honey and pineapple and, like I said, it, it definitely has its own flavor. Jack I, Daniels just seems pungent to me. I, I drank gallons of it growing up, and now when I have Too one, sweet. I try to drink it with – I like a Jack and Coke. Like, I'll try to drink one, and I'm like, I don't know how I would drink this drink after drink all night yeah. long. We used to drink a lot of Southern Comfort and mm-hmm. Jack. Dude, Southern up. Comfort. I used to drink a Ugh, lot of that. So okay. Is that even a bourbon? Whiskey. It's just a whiskey. Kind of a whiskey. How much is Cristal a bottle, Doug? 300 bucks. It is? I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out yeah. of here, you broke motherfucker. Hey, yeah. Come on in, you broke motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fancy, though. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Them rappers need to step up their game. Yeah, what, you, you're sitting there with a, a, a brand new Mercedes. You got a one bottle of Cristal. Like everyone yeah. used to flex with that. It's like, yeah. whatever. Farmer rolls up with a rusted out Chevy. And the he's old Pappy. Yeah. Pappy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll buy your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, man. That's super interesting. The I, the whiskey game, I'm I'm... I'm not in it. I think the old fashioned thing got me more intrigued. Yeah, like, I can enjoy. Everybody likes the taste of an old fashioned. You can take yeah. your old lady to a bar and get her an old fashioned. She's going to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. it's a. I don't know. I really like the flavor of an old fashioned, so it's tough for me to get away from those. Well, I had a. I had sneak a group up on of, you though. Got careful. Oh yeah, the NRA show um, in Louisville. Mm-hmm. They had. Um, there was a bunch of – I was working the Sitka booth one year, and there was a bunch of people from Montana and Wyoming and stuff that were there working the booth with me. And, and I was like – they're like, we really want to take in the local Kentucky thing. And I said, all right, well, downtown Louisville, there's a real cool bourbon bar, and you know we'll go there, and, and we'll do some old fashions. I was like, that's about as Kentucky as I can get you you know, right now. Without so, having you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless we want to go get on some – go get on a farm or – you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. Let's go, let's go uh, press some tobacco or something at a bar or <laughs> right. whatever, you know. So we went and did that, and we're sitting there, and it got kind of quiet, and one of the guys looks at me, and he goes, so what is the proper way to – say this the city that we're in oh i love this conversation yeah. and i was like what I'm like louisville and they're like 
so it's not Louisville and it's not Louisville. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's Louisville. And they're like, but it's not spelled that way. I'm like, that's just the way we say it. That's what it said, yeah. yeah. Louisville. Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story about that. Um, I've been there for the the BMX Grand Nationals. Yeah. We're there for a long time. And we've done, obviously, ATA show and some other You trips. have seen the movie Rad, though, right? Um, yes, it's been okay. a long time. Okay. All right. Well, long just time. Sure. Um, I think that's Rick Malinterno from our area here, the owner of Standard Pike Company, was in Rad. I might be wrong on that. Really? I was really young. Hey, from, cool. uh, well, now they're in Rapid City, Illinois. Oh, okay. a headquarters, Standard Bike Company. Um, I don't know anybody that works there, but I know some guys that were like factory riders for Standard. Oh, and that's shit. badass. Um, I'm working on getting some Standard parts for my frame I'm building, actually. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, uh, going back, my, one of my best friends, Dakota, who lives in Columbus, Ohio now, his wife is from Louisville. And so that's when I first heard her say Louisville, Kentucky, uh-huh. and I might even still be saying it wrong, but no, I tried to it. correct it to start saying it that way because I'm like, that's the way it's yeah. said. Because if you're from there, you say it or from Kentucky in general. Yeah. That's yeah. how you say it. So if I'm up here, I'll say Louisville, whatever, but it's like, no, if I'm in Louisville, I'm in Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, now we've got people like Jack Harlow that are starting to educate people on how to say say louisville the right way yeah yeah well i mean i get it yeah i can see it my my godfather he he still he lives in louisville and um i speaking of which i probably should i need to go get to see him that was that was my dad's best friend oh yeah as well so um i saw him at the funeral and i'm like god i was like why is it that you start getting older that's the only time you see people is at funerals Mm -hmm. you know i'm like yeah yeah. you do a better job of that yeah for sure yeah louisville's a cool place i i like um I like when they have the ATAs there because I have an attachment to Kentucky. Is the next Louisville. one going to be in Louisville? I think they're all Indy. I think from here on. No, no, I, no. I think the next one's in Louisville. They have, they have one more in Louisville? Hang on, let me look it up. Doug, Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Dale. I'm on. Go to ATA. <laughs> we need to get Doug a laptop. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Indy's a better venue. Um, Indy's the best. Louisville's a little trashy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of rough down there. <laughs> um, but 4th Street Live's. You know, pretty good time. You know but I'll I mean? tell you, uh, the the downtown in Louisville is really great. Yeah. Um, what's the Do Guy it? Fieri's yeah. restaurant? Yeah, that was oh bomb. my, twenty twenty two. I still remember the food that we got there. Twenty twenty two. That's been what three years one. ago. It's been okay. three years. Then it's indie from I still there, remember what we ordered. Yep, I remember what I got too. Man, that, that was good. The Guy Fieri yeah. restaurant in Louisville is it. Smacks. Uh, oh, it, it, it slaps. 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 <laughs> slaps. Hey, Haymaker. I, yeah. People hate on Guy Fieri. Fuck you if you do. because no, I, I watched the last McGregor fight at a Guy Fieri's. Dude, um, everybody that works at his restaurant Oklahoma. loves their job, too. Yeah. He is the the mayor of Flavortown, man. Yeah. No, my wife, she she likes watching all those, like, food foodie network type shows. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, all that shit. Yeah. And um, so, anyways, I, I went to the Guy Fieri's and... Um, Choctaw Casino. Where's that at? In Oklahoma. Du- Wait, is it Durant, Oklahoma? I think it's Durant. That was a damn catfishing tournament. <laughs> yeah. Catmasters. Yeah. yeah. Catmasters. Guys in there saying deeper than he's leading Cat on. Catmasters. Catmasters. Fucking yeah. Catmasters. Yeah. Was so, it excellent? It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, the McGregor fight kind of sucked. I was. Yeah. Right. Is dude getting a glass chin? Is it just me? Does it seem like he's getting a glass chin or did he just get out class? Fight game is short, son. That's what I think. But I, I'm still a fan. Yeah. Yeah, still a fan. Dude, Guy Fieri though, Guy he, Fieri, his career never never die. No, 
No, it was good food. Hey, I live on forever. I have a different perspective Flavor on him after eating there, man. Oh, it, it blew yeah. my mind. I I'm a fan of his show. Like he's kind of corny when you watch him, but you're like, oh, nah, dude. No, he he's knows real, his shit, though. though. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like how you know he's always like interviewing. Um, is I don't know. Is it the diners, dives, drives? Is that the one where yeah. he interviews diners, the other diners and drives or the whatever. other chefs or whatever? Yeah. And I was watching. I'm like, oh, so he's just a host. And then he's like, "Oh, what is this? Some some pap- paprika with this he's like, special?" I'm he's like, pointing oh, out. Shit. Yeah, he breaks it down. Yeah, I'm like, I actually. He's pointing out wind direction and stuff. Yeah, so I looked at my <laughs> wife. I'm like, "Is he actually like a real chef, or is he like a whole chef, TV chef?" She's like, yeah. "No, he's like the real deal." You know, yeah. like he won. Did he, is it he won a competition on one of those Food Networks, and that's kind of how he got his name okay. or got big? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I just know that everyone that worked at that restaurant was like super passionate about their job. Yeah, no, they were super jacked. And I told one of the ladies. I was like, hey, I was like, my wife and my oldest boy, they'll cook some random shit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, so I was like, I'm going to, I'd like to buy a couple of your all's like Guy Fieri novelty items or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, just give me two of those. And she's like, I threw four in the bag. That's rad. I'm like, no shit. I'm like, you guys are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did At the one in Oklahoma, did they know the menu by heart? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was in the little yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Never wrote anything down. She, and then, like, I yes. could have asked her, like, what, what heat was everything cooked at? She knew that shit. Yeah. yeah. Then you ask, like, what they recommend, and they'll recommend, like, yeah. nah, you, don't want, you don't want that one. Yeah. You want, you want this one. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do that, do it this way. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, it was cool, man. I, 10 out of 10. Put your yeah. big boy pants on. Yeah. It, it yeah. was Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. I mean, sure. dude's legit. Got, you know, good chain of restaurants. Shout out um, to him. But yeah, Guy Fieri. He's gonna listen to this. My boy. Yeah, my dog. My Just guy. so you know, Guy Fieri. There's uh, not a corporate restaurant sponsor of the Working Class Boner Should Podcast. Be, though. Dude, I'm telling you, them or the Engine House hit us up. Dude, Engine, Engine House, House in Nebraska. Can get it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take. We'll take title sponsors <laughs> for free. I, I remember the one day the we were on here, and you're like, morning. "Just so you know, Bushlight is not a sponsor, but if they give us a case of beer and five bucks, they're in." Hey, <laughs> dude, it's so not that hard to sponsor. Meat Eater wants to buy this show for thirty five hundred bucks. Call it done. <laughs> <laughs> thirty five hundred bucks is our price in a thirty pack. In a thirty pack. Peace. It's taken six years to get that kind of money build up. It's hard work. It's tough out here. I got to pay for a lease. That's right. Lease prices keep going up. I don't know stuff well shit man i think that's that's we'll call her there at guy yeah. fieri and 3500 bucks sellout prices <laughs> someone's gonna hit you up later <laughs> be like hey final offer it's like hey kiss my ass it was a joke it was a joke it was a joke we're, we're, really we're talking th- about we're six. three hours in man Get yeah, some yeah. more zeros <laughs> right yeah i'll try uh, a lot more money than you think son yeah um johnny Thank you, sir. Dude, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in, Johnny. It's always a pleasure having you back in the studio, man. I appreciate your support and and kind of backing us for everything we do. And uh, if this helps you in any way for what you do, I I am very happy. (laughs) Uh, Where can people find you quick for a closeout? Yeah, so uh, Johnny Utah Hunt on on Instagram and uh, Arrowwild TV, Carbon TV, and YouTube. Um, And be sure to check out Bourbon Barrel Calls with Turkey Season coming up. Yeah, yeah. if you guys, if anybody's looking for any commercial video, photo work, design, product launch, product design type stuff, can, uh, consultation, Johnny Utah Creative is the business for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we Are we going to do the bourbon barrel calls? We're going to offer those up again this year? Yeah. Yeah. They're still yeah. on the website, workingclassbowhunter.com. Yep. Okay. So since you said that, um, just for listening to this podcast, we need to have some way of making an entry. Okay. I'll, I'll give one away. 
Oh, you want to do a giveaway? Yeah, I'll give away. I'll WCB give away, bourbon barrel call. Yeah, I'll give away a WCB free call Very cool. to somebody. So, How about uh, what, what should we I'll do? I'll let you do it. You decide. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk after this. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. So somebody's going to win a free $105 call. Yeah. Okay. And then um, one thing I do want to talk about, we're going to schedule a podcast here this week with you again. Yeah. Uh, a pre- hunt before your moose hunt oh fuck yeah because chandler and ross yeah roston are going on a moose hunt yeah when are you guys going september 10th we're leaving. You can give me some tips okay when are you leaving <laughs> december oh, oh wow. so this is good yeah this is perfect yeah. Where, where are you going canada where uh, else saskatchewan saskatchewan so northern yeah. saskatchewan yep cool so what we do you guys go on your hunt because we have some pre during and post yeah. episodes to do and then we do a pre moose hunt with johnny with you guys and then a post. Yeah. Yeah. And all that. So as long as borders are still open. Right. Yeah. That's the plan. But it's a, it's a combo moose, whitetail. Oh, damn. Whatever I draw blood on first is what I get. To Very tag. cool. No yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll be interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out for that. We got time. Yeah. We'll map something out for that. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Johnny. Yes. Thanks, Thank Doug. You. Thanks, Austin. Thank you for listening. Thanks for having us. All right. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.